0: Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Genesis Gems episode 54. I am Nick Stevens, and I'm actually going to read you all a poem before I introduce anybody else. This is a this is an oldie, but I think you all enjoy it. On the day I was born, the nurses all gathered round, and they gazed in wide wonder at the joy they had found. The head nurse spoke up, said, Leave this one alone. She could tell right away that I was bad to the da But I don't know. <laughs> right. I I Anyways, <laughs> so I'm. I'm yeah, I, I'm... I thought you were going <laughs> muddy man. waters. Man. You thought I was going muddy waters. So well, I had. To, I, yeah. I, I love the lyrics to that song, and I was I was looking at them today, and I thought if I recited that as a poem, maybe it'd bring a little bit more light to them. But you know, yeah. that's fun. Anyways, yeah. I got two guys with me tonight. Two guys, Aaron, who's here, right? Aaron, you are here?
1: Yeah, that's
2: yeah.
0: my voice. That's Aaron. Aaron, right now. Coming who, else, at you. who else we got? I'm excited about this one. He hasn't been
2: here in a while. Jay Weezy represents. AKA Jay. Josh went. AKA. <laughs> Jay. Jay Weezy score high score. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. How you been, Josh? Pretty good, man. Uh finally things finally calmed down with work, so I'm back on Turtle Flakes and uh I'm very excited to be back on Genesis Gems. Yes.
0: Josh is dropping some mad beats, man. We're going to put some good rap stuff in here later. Recorded yeah. some nice Genesis rap stuff. Spoilers, yeah. I'm gonna spoil. (laughs) I I wish I could rhyme better. Spoil it, like. Like a a toilet. (laughs) (laughs) I I get spoil and foil. That's all I could get. So. Okay. I got nothing. But there will be a face melting guitar solo somewhere in there. I promise.
2: Okay, and and Nick, you know, uh, I was thinking since you recited a poem, I might give you some sage like advice. Yeah. Um, Sage like like advice. Yeah. So I see what you did there. Oh. (laughs) Well, there. So uh, we went, we got some uh, some takeout, you know, for dinner tonight. And uh, I told the the guy there, the old Chinese guy, I told him I was going to be reviewing Rock and Roll Racing, and uh, he told me that I should share some advice. And he said that, you know, since it's Rock and Roll Racing, it's all about cars. He gave me some advice about cars, and he said that the man who runs in front of the car gets tired, and the man <laughs> who runs behind car gets exhausted.
0: <laughs> I like it. one of those,
1: uh, it's one of those Confucius jokes. <laughs>
2: You just confuse guys. Yeah. Well,
0: see, I, I wouldn't be eating Chinese before before racing. You might get indigestion.
2: Indigestion? Indy? Like? do get
0: it. <laughs> Indy 500. Sorry.
2: Oh, oh wow, was, man, you went was, too deep, too dude, deep for was, me. That was actually pretty clever. Wow. <laughs> man. That Indy wasn't dad enough, dude. That was like that was oh, You need to go back down back down to dad. You dial like, it down enough. Like <laughs> grandpa. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I will tell you.
1: I heard one of the best dad jokes of my life. You want to hear it real quick? Sure. Are You ready? Yeah. All right. How do you know when you hear a dad joke? Are you ready? Yeah. Because the butt of the joke is a parent.
2: <laughs> nice.
1: Yes, I, I told is. that to someone. I told that to someone last night, and they groaned so hard at me. Maybe
2: they were maybe like, the no. Punch, maybe the punchline wasn't apparent to them.
0: No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nice. Ugh, Genesis gems, y'all.
2: Right. Oh, and, and also, just for this episode, I also uh, went and got uh, a new Mustang GT. So, yeah. just for the fans. Beautiful. So I could you know better have better commentary on the uh, on the show. so
1: yeah, can you talk about torque and suspension and uh, <laughs> catalytic converters and or lack,
0: of,
2: <laughs> or lack of catalytic converters? That's right. They're <laughs> Protestant converters.
0: Guy told me uh, you know my catalytic converter was messed up and I'm like, I don't drive a Cadillac. What are you talking about <laughs> yeah. Uh... Also,
2: Yeah. you had to refill your uh, blinker fluid.
0: <laughs> you don't have enough you don't have enough ashes in your cigarette
2: <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> you
0: smoke some more in that uh,
1: you have hubcaps for it what was it do you have hubcaps for it uh, 82 pickup or something like that ooh
0: mini
2: ooh, chocolate, mini chocolate, chocolate.
1: chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> what is that quote I'm butchering it, it it's from clerks though
0: I just I don't know why I thought of that
2: yeah yeah you have hubcaps for 52 Chevy. ooh mini chocolate donuts
0: yeah <laughs> mini chocolate donuts <laughs> I haven't seen that in a long time. Wow. I love going to advanced auto parts, and I'm like, I need some windshield wipers. They're like, yeah, four-cylinder six-cylinder. I'm like, <laughs> well, I, bu- I bought the six, and my wipers are go by faster? I-, I think that's why you're asking me that. I don't, right. <laughs> I don't know. Alright guys, so Genesis Gems, if you would like to connect with us, check us out on the web at www.genesisgemspodcast.com, check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash genesisgems, shoot us an email at genesisgemspodcast at gmail.com, follow us on Twitter at Jen Gems. give us a review on iTunes, we're on Stitcher and we are a part of the Retro Junkies Network at theretrojunkies.com and also, go Support us on Patreon. we got one exclusive episode out there. We're getting ready to record another one uh, probably next month. It's going to be Star Wars for 32X. Excited about that. But we are on Patreon at patreon.com slash Genesis $1 a month will get you all exclusive episodes, and we have many other tiers. We have things out there where Aaron writes you a song. Landon's going to give you a voice right. message with the Hawkster voice. Some cool stuff, so go check that out, guys. So many tiers. So many tiers. So many tiers. No more tiers. There's Ozzy <laughs> there's, there's in this game. Ozzy right there. That's right. Oh. That was my favorite Aussie when he had Zach Wild. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> so, listener business. We have one new iTunes review. Very excited about that. I haven't had one in a while. And this one's titled, Thank You for Being a Jim." It says, A toast to the best video game podcast out there. They may be nerds. They may be funny. But one to say is their jokes funny. are funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Did you get that? Thank you.
2: Yeah, yes. I see yeah did
0: there. that was good yeah, it says uh seriously gents thank you for making a great show to listen to this is the first video game podcast i ever listened to and i'm just glad it stayed around and the content has gotten better along the way like many others I also like to hear the bad reviews just as much if not more than the good ones keep up the good work and you all are the best hosers i know and he says this show is truly a jim jones gym so thanks for that <laughs> that's from uh j adams 11 on march 13th so thanks for that that was cool to get um mm-hmm. I do have another piece of listener business. This was interesting. We had a message on our Facebook page. Uh, It wasn't a group. And this came from a gentleman named Patrick. And this is kind of a long letter, so guys, just bear with me here. It's really cool. It says, Dear Genesis Gems, apologies if this is torture, but with this gift, and let me preface this, this guy actually sent about seven or eight uh, Genesis games. had like Terminator, Incredible Hawk, um, and some other games I want to talk about here as well. It says, uh, apologies if this is torture, but with this gift, I'm requesting you guys review Shaq Fu. I was so excited to get this game as a kid. I was a huge Shaq Fu fan, or a huge Shack fan, and I can't say I was disappointed, because I did allow myself to believe it was bad. I played the heck out of this game, convinced that it wasn't badly programmed, but just challenging, but just a challenging fighting game. if you do if you do decide to review this, and please do, I offer to write notes and do research for the episode. Just tell me when says a bit about myself, I've been a gamer off and on throughout my life from the NES on. My older brother was a Nintendo guy, but I had great parents that would buy me the cheaper consoles when they entered the second-hand garage sale market. Before I got a Genesis, my parents bought me a TurboGrafx-16. I only ever had three Ooh. games for it, but that console was mine and it saw a lot of action. Of course, when I finally received my Sega Genesis on Christmas, I found true love in a gaming system. I never got the Sega CD or 32X, but I'll still play the Genesis well into the 32-bit era and beyond. I eventually moved on to the PlayStation Nintendo 64. I never got into the PS2 or Xbox, but did buy a super cheap Dreamcast after it, after its demise and rediscovered my love for Sega. I live in Toronto, Canada in a one-bedroom apartment with my partner and cat and don't have room to house all the consoles I would like. Currently, I settle for emulation on my computer and PSP, and that will have to do for now until the Dreamcast 2, of course. <laughs> says I'm in the midst of paring down my collection of things, as I am, moving to the UK to get my PhD. What will I be studying? Well, retro video games, of course, and their cultural impact. But in doing this, I need to let some things go. And what what better way of parting with some of my treasure game than donating them to a good cause? Do with them what, what you will, but always with love in your heart. Looking forward to hearing many more Genesis Gym episodes. P.S. <laughs> P.S. The two dudes can eat it. Sincerely, Patrick.
2: <laughs> yeah, eat it.
0: So that was really cool. Uh, Patrick sent, like, a huge box of games with that letter in there, so I really appreciate that. A lot of those games are going to the giveaway stash for our patreon episodes so go go check that out so big thanks to patrick on that one and i do owe one apology and i'll do this on the next patreon episode as well uh, chris vanderhoff i did not say he donated to patreon because he did it outside of patreon but he is a supporter of the show and want to say big thanks to you chris even though you're a troll
1: <laughs> yeah, and for some reason he's always posting uh he, he always wants to sell stuff uh on the genesis gems page uh on the group page uh, for, for systems that are not genesis
0: <laughs> i was like
1: hey does anyone want a what was it does anyone want a, an xbox manual <laughs> <laughs> like anyway want the
0: game.com
1: great system.
0: <laughs> 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 i told him he could do that my fault
1: oh no i don't i don't mind just, <laughs> i just i think it's funny like anytime he sells something it's never sega
0: related <laughs> all right speaking of sega related let's jump into sega snippets Test 1 2 sega Now it's time for Sega Snippets. Alright, I have one quick thing and I'll let you all talk because I've I've, uh, hogged too much mic time. Aaron, you'll you'll appreciate this. I sent this to you. But I finally picked up a complete-in-box copy of Super Baseball 2020. I bought this last Saturday at a retro game store I haven't haven't been to. uh, About 40 miles from my house. Um, It was about $15, but it's in mint condition. The manual looks great. The, The original EA thick box is in here. Great game. Um, not going to give away what I think yet, but um, very surprised. I, I played a little bit of this game years ago. Love it. It's a arcade port of an SNK game. Um, and, and there's a lot of old throwbacks to baseball stars on here as well. I got the American Dreams team, and um, it plays real smooth, real fluid. Some of the best graphics for a baseball game I've seen in the 16 bit era. So uh, love that game. Again, thanks for the recommendation, Aaron. I, I'm a huge baseball fan, so glad this one's in my collection finally.
2: Yes,
1: can't wait till we cover it.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: It's like my favorite baseball game on Sega Genesis. So pretty. So pretty. So good looking, yes. That's a handsome Sega Genesis game. It's handsome. It's smooth. <laughs> Buttery
0: Smooth. Buttery Smooth. Aaron <laughs> Buttery Hickman. That's your new nickname. That's right. The butterman. How about you guys? <laughs> Sega snippets. Sega um, snippets.
1: Uh Josh, I know you have it. some because uh I definitely want you to go first because you showed off some screenshots uh, of something that you purchased.
2: Oh yes, so I've got uh, a couple. So I guess I'll start with that first. So, uh, one second, let me grab it over here.
1: Uh, He's okay. grabbing his car, right now. Yes, <laughs> he actually bought a model car. That's what it Beep. was.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, that one. Okay, yeah. Uh, so I I picked up a uh, Ford Mustang GT. V8, I was 4. kidding. 4. I'm, liter. I love why you said I, I,
0: I picked it up. It was like a pickup. You know, yeah, I, got a just, couple, I just picked it up. You know, a couple it was pickups there. this weekend. Yeah, yeah. The
2: uh, oh. uh, just for rock and roll racing. So that's right. Know. My wife right. was thrilled. Yeah, I'm sure she was. <laughs> no, no. Um, <laughs> I think what Aaron's talking about is yeah. my uh, EPROM programmer. Yes. So I picked up a True USB Universal Program GQ4X4. Uh, which basically is a USB device that you can use to program EEPROM chips. Uh, and an EPROM chip uh, is basically an uh, electri- electronic programmable uh, read-only memory, uh, and it's rewritable. So you can actually take a chip, like uh, the same chip that you would have inside of your Sega game that actually has the game code on it. Um, you can get a, a chip just like that, and you can flash uh, the game program to it, Uh, and you can erase it, and you can write it again. Um, Or you can also get one-time writables. But uh, basically, this device allows you to read and write to those chips. So actually, uh, as a test, I bought a cheap game, Monopoly, um, just to test it out, and I desoldered the chip off the board. It's just a single chip. Uh, I desoldered it, took it off the board, plugged it into my ROM reader, and read the game code actually into uh, my computer, which is pretty cool. Um, so, Reddit is as a .bin file, which is actually the ROM. So, I saved that file. Uh, I just had to do a—it's called a bit swap, but basically, on the Sega, they flip the—they uh, flip the bits, flipping bits. Flipping uh, the bits. They—they <laughs> <laughs> uh, they flip the bits, or the actual information on the chip is inverse, just because the way that the system addresses the memory. But anyway. You plug the chip into this reader, you read the game, you click a button to flip the bits you save it and then you can actually boot up the game in a Sega Genesis emulator so uh, I, it was always really cool to me like when I first learned about emulation I was always like that is the coolest thing ever how did they get a Sega Genesis cartridge into their computer <laughs> and I you always, know, was you
1: know <laughs> I was gonna say uh, you know how because like um, I didn't I never had an eprom burner but what I had was I had one of those backup devices for the Super Nintendo. Um, I think the statute of limitations is well over now. Uh, anyways, yeah, <laughs> I had a, I had one of those uh, backup devices. It was a Super Wildcard 32DX or something like that. Anyways, it had a, a floppy drive built in. And what it would actually do is it would uh, take the game data off the cartridge. You'd put the cartridge in it. It pretty much had the guts of a Super Nintendo inside, I think. And it would actually um, take that data and transfer it to a floppy disk. So then you could take it to your computer. And like I think for Super Nintendo, I think that's how some games were actually dumped. I don't know about Sega Genesis, though. I don't know if they had to use an EEPROM uh, reader or if they did something similar Yeah, to actually dump those games.
2: It was was really cool, though. So I actually legally emulated a game because I physically owned the cartridge, dumped it, and played it, which is pretty cool. man,
1: That's better than me, obviously. (laughs) You guys guys said
0: dump. (laughs) Yeah, totally.
2: (laughs) Uh, But but anyway, (laughs) so basically I got it because uh, I wanted to be able to just kind of tinker around with things. And you could actually make uh, reproduction cartridges or, uh, more importantly, um, you could make... Uh, cartridges for games that were never released, like ROM hacks or uh, homebrew and things like that, which is what I'm planning to do.
1: So yes, can we finally get Streets of Rage 2 with the Tim Allen grunt?
2: Yes, uh, I will. I'll get that ROM and we will we'll download it. We'll put it Sweet.
1: on. Sweet. <laughs> I look uh, forward to it.
2: Or or if you want to take off your favorite Action 52 games and make a standalone cartridge. Yeah, Might be able to work out something like that. Maybe I don't know.
1: Just take out fifty of the games and. Uh, You'll have a, a solid charge of <laughs> titles.
0: These two games?
2: Nice. Just good. Just yeah.
0: good.
1: They um, go down buttery smooth. Buttery smooth. <laughs>
2: <laughs> And then my, uh, my other Sega-related pickup. Um, so I don't know how many years ago, but a number of years ago, my wife and I were at a game store. We're looking around, and we're looking through Sega Genesis games, and there was a box, and on that Sega Genesis box was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, the Hyperstone Heist, and I was super excited, and it was like two bucks, and we picked it up, and it was empty.
0: Oh no! But I still I've bought had it. That happened. Yeah, I still the bought it because I'm like, thirty dollars?
2: <laughs> yeah, so we bought the box, and I've been holding on to it for years, and then uh, I finally, uh, um, I came across an actual cartridge. Uh, it was at uh, um it's called Disc Replay. It's a chain of stores. Uh, I, I'm in Michigan. There's a couple of those, and they had one there. And I had a 10% off coupon, and the cartridge was like 36 bucks. Um, so I ended up getting it for basically 33 bucks for the cartridge and two dollars for the case. So all it needs a manual now. So uh,
1: awesome.
2: Yeah, that was pretty cool. So, so
1: if anyone out in Genesis Gems Land has an extra
0: manual, yes, just let yes. us know.
2: I'd be I'd be more than happy to uh, take it off your hands.
0: <laughs> he'll he'll write a sick uh, dope rhyme rhyme about you.
2: Yeah, I will. Right. Yeah. yeah, I'll give I'll you I'll a Sega
0: beat. Are I need right to write yeah. you a Sega beat, Josh. That's what I have to do. <laughs> Are
2: yeah. Those the right words,
0: sick and dope. Uh, I'm trying to get. Right. I'm trying to yes. get more urban.
2: That that can be used in the hip and or the hop.
0: Okay, cool. That's right. And a bop or bop. Bip or
2: bop. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably oh, it sorry. for me. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Uh. Okay. Yeah. Sega snippets. Um. Yeah, so two things that I can think about of the top of my head. Uh, one was something that my buddy Ed Wilson from the Pixel Tunes Radio podcast pointed out, uh, and I posted it in the Genesis Gems group page. But the I think it's the original producer of Eternal Champions is kind of gauging interest, um, seeing if people are interested in a sequel. Uh, to Eternal Champions, and uh, I'll have to find the link. I posted it in our group, though, um, and I think Nick will be able to find it. But uh, we'll we'll put that in the show notes. Uh, I, for one, I'm pretty excited. Uh, you know, first Eternal Champions, it was pretty hyped up on the Sega Genesis. It was an exclusive Sega Genesis fighting game uh, that kind of felt like its own version of um, you know Mortal Kombat with some unique sci-fi elements to it um the game hasn't aged all that well um but i can say i loved the sega cd sequel uh, i think it's challenge from the dark side i don't know if you guys have played that one but that one there's a ton more fighters a bunch more moves a lots of different uh, i think the best best part of these games by far was uh the, the fatalities or whatever. I, f- I forgot what they called them in this game, but each character had like three or four different, um, death moves that they could do that you could unlock. And, and even and one of the moves just thought it was crazy at the time, uh, was, uh, there was like a CG death move, it was like, Oh wow. Computer generated graphics on my Sega CD. Um, it's, it's, cool. Uh, but yeah, are you guys hyped for, would you be excited for a new eternal champions game?
0: I'd, I'd definitely play it. Now, um, I wasn't the biggest fan of that game on the Genesis. I haven't played the uh, Sega CD version. I did play, uh, I think it was a spin off on Game Gear. Was it oh, Chicago sorry. Syndicate?
1: Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. That's almost as bad as Experts.
0: Yeah. So, but, um, <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm definitely excited about any re- reboots when it comes to Sega properties.
2: Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, I'd check it out.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, speaking of Sega properties,
1: uh, Toad Jam and Earl is coming to the Switch. Yeah. yeah, I think we mentioned that. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, and it's also coming to what was it? Uh, I think PC, Mac, uh, Linux. I think it's also coming to the PS4 and Xbox. Yeah. Regardless, I'm excited. Uh, I love Toe Jam and Earl. Anything to do with it? And what they kind of did in this case was they they mix a lot of that classic Toe Jam and Earl one gameplay, but then you get some of the bonus stage stuff from two and. Uh, I'm just I'm super excited. I love the original game. It's one of my favorite games to play two-player. Uh, so yeah, bring it on. Other uh, Sega snippet. Uh, big announcement from Watermelon Games. Uh, new game, new beat 'em up game that uh, is very very nice looking game. Um, is called Paprium, and people might remember it under its working title Project Y. It had been in development for several years uh, and just kind of got shelved for a while. I think while they were um, putting out a new version of Pure Solar and uh, I think publishing a few other games, uh, but you know they finally made an uh, announcement trailer. I can testify the music is amazing because uh, my buddies uh, Trevin Hughes, Dread, and uh, David Burton, a.k.a. GrooveMaster303, did the soundtrack. And what makes this so unique is uh, the game, uh, you can actually pre-order it right now. Uh, It will come on a special cartridge that has um, an add-on sound chip that actually adds uh, 32 channels of wave capability. Um, (laughs) Not 32, I'm sorry, 24. But I can Attest that 12 of those channels are being used for extra music channels and 12 are being used for sound effects. Uh, so it's pretty epic, and I, I can't wait for the game to come out.
2: So, this is a new cartridge with that expansion chip in it as well as the game? Yes. That is Absolutely. awesome. What's the name and again?
1: It's called Paprium. And Papier. I think that's how you pronounce it. I don't think they've really think... said so far how you pronounce it, but uh, it's a unique title for a game Papier. regardless. I think
2: I got some of that in my spice rack. <laughs> Pap- Papriamica? It's,
0: it's, yeah, Papri- you have it next to the paprika. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll put some barbecue or uh, some brown sugar with that. You get some barbecue sauce flavor.
2: There you go. Yeah, right.
0: yeah, yeah. Man, <laughs> you what? I'll tell you what. If the moon were made of ribs, would you eat them?
2: <laughs> I'd smother myself in mustard. I'd be so delicious. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All,
0: right. <laughs> All right. You got your questions pulled up, Aaron?
1: You know I do, sir. You know I'm do. pulling up. Uh, you know I do. You know I do. Uh, well, I, got,
0: I, I, got a, I got an idea. Let's ask Aaron. Aaron
2: here is a dude who knows a lot about sega games ask him questions it's okay he
1: will answer them if he wants
2: ask Aaron.
1: (laughs) awesome hey guys this is aaron of the ask aaron segment i'm him i love it (laughs) (laughs) anyways uh welcome to another edition of ask aaron first question up is from our good pal Eric Percell nice Brr. yeah uh, who can finish <laughs> Sonic with all the emeralds the Sega man can uh, sorry Eric, you answered your own question Does he uh, mix it with the love Disqualified
0: make the world Disqualified
1: <laughs> Yes
0: okay so'll make sure
1: yeah okay so that that first question was a non-starter, but still love you Eric uh, Stephen Michael. Our other resident Genesis gems troll asks, "If we eat chickens, why not dogs, dolphins, or babies?"
2: Hmm.
1: And to answer this um, amazing question, I how do I answer this? Um, we we usually don't eat sentient creatures. Is that, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever if you read f- far enough into like um, what was it Chronicles of Narnia? I don't know why I thought of that. But there's a whole thing about sentient creatures versus non-sentient. Basic, my basic thing about it is, some people don't eat meat at all. But there are some things where it's, I I think if uh, we empathize with a creature, I think that should be the answer right there. If we empathize enough with it, then um, we probably don't want to eat it.
2: So it's okay to eat Nick DeMarco? Yeah. Because we don't sympathize with that creature. Yeah, he doesn't count. He's... He's in the dungeon.
1: I, so, so cut there, and I'm just going to say, <laughs> I just want to say, congrats to Nick DeMarco. I didn't mention this in Sega Snippets, but congratulations to Nick. He's opened up his own physical game store for Nick D's Game Vault. Uh, we just want to congratulate him. Um, and you can find his store uh, over in Pennsylvania. Um, Scranton. Go what? Learn- the electric Scranton. <laughs> Oh, man, he would kill us now. <laughs> Not just a
2: place, but a state of mind. (laughs) Ah.
1: Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and move on here. Trevor Franklin of the Retro Bliss Podcast, which I highly recommend. You got his name? You
0: you did a good job with his name because I always say (laughs) Franklin. Franklin. (laughs) Franklin. Frank.
1: All right. Uh, Are there any multi-system game releases that you think the Genesis version is vastly superior? Answer this assuming Kelso isn't listening. And that's Michael Kelso. From Two Dudes in an S. Uh, all of them is kind of a boring answer. And I have to agree. Uh, and off the top of my head, uh, I feel like most EA sports titles fare better on the Sega Genesis. They seem to run a little smoother, in my opinion. Um, and cause there, blast there's processing. Like a, yeah, blast processing. There's a thing with certain Super Nintendo ports uh where they're more colorful but they have they seem to have more slowdown especially earlier snes ports and i'm trying to think uh i don't know if you guys can think of any off the top of your head i remember with like nba jam i for some reason i like that more on sega genesis and, and some of it might just be nostalgia talking where it's like oh yeah i just played it more on the system if we're talking vastly superior um oh geez.
2: mortal kombat 2
1: yeah, Mortal Kombat 2. I would have to give it up for that because mock blood. Um, and and in the Super Nintendo version, it's just sweat.
0: Is yeah. that that's Let's the first that. one? That's the first one, though, right? I think the second one on Super Nintendo actually. Second hit the blood. one,
1: yeah, second yeah. one did. Um, uh, and that was like a huge change for Nintendo. At least Nintendo of America, Nintendo of yeah. Japan, they've been doing gory stuff for years. Uh, but Nintendo of America just had that squeaky, queen, uh, squeaky clean image.
2: <laughs> squeaky queen. Squeaky queen. <laughs> it's Freddie uh, Freddy Mercury in pu- puberty. That's I right.
0: Bet, I, be, so I, bet, I bet she's buttery. <laughs> buttery smooth. Okay.
1: And Eric Purcell, always uh, our ever vigilant Eric. He, he concurred with the Mortal Kombat. Um, I know I'm going to uh, a few more. There, there's a few Sega CD games that were better um, than Final the Fight. SNES. Yeah, Final Fight was definitely better on Sega CD than on SNES. SNES version, what, you could only play one player? Or no, you could only you could play two player, but you couldn't pick Guy. Yeah, yeah. And then like they went and released Final Fight Guy, and then they took out one of the other characters.
0: <laughs> That's a funny title, Final Fight Guy.
1: <laughs> it's like Final Fight Guy. <laughs>
0: Streets of <to> Rage Guy. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, I will say there were certain games uh, where they had two completely different takes on a game um, for the various systems. So you know how you had like uh, Shadowrun uh, on Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis, two completely different games. But I have to give it to the Genesis version, uh, which we did cover on the show here. Um, I just I prefer it. Gameplay over overall um, And Jurassic Park Also I think uh, The mood of the Genesis version Is just more on point point. And Aladdin so. Aladdin oh Someone on this mm. podcast might fight me But yeah I would say at least the Animation uh, is better On the Genesis version the gameplay I, I think they're both versions Of the game hold up pretty well to be honest mm. But Genesis version gives you a sword okay <laughs>
2: In the Genesis version is uh, Shining, Shimmering, Splendid. All
0: right. <laughs> it's buttery. We're going to have to do a podcast about that. I might, I might get kicked off the show, but we, we need to do an SNES versus Genesis show on Aladdin.
1: And then we need to do a podcast because I just saw Beauty and the Beast with my kids. We're going to have to do like a dual podcast about both Beauty and the Beast games. Were they the same like, game? No, they were two two different games. There was like Bell's wow. Quest and uh, Beast Wrestler, right? No, I don't remember what the Beast game was
2: called. A beast Wrestler? That'd be awesome. You just no, see the Hulkster come in with the Beast. That game is oh. so bad.
0: You know something, brother.
2: Yes. Oh. I've been dating Bell for too
0: long now. It's time I get that three count and I ring the bell. Yeah. Okay.
1: Alright, so I'm gonna move on here. Uh if any of you listeners, if you want to start up a topic in the group and, and if you can think of any games that were uh vastly superior, I would say there were certain arcade ports that just turned out better uh, on Sega Genesis. Um But yeah, if you can think of any, please Go ahead and make a topic, and or we can make a topic, and we'll talk about it. Because that is a great question. I appreciate it, Trevor.
2: What about, uh, so, uh, Ghosts and Goblins?
1: Uh, two different games, actually.
2: Again? Uh, wow.
1: Yeah. go So Ghouls and Ghosts and Super Ghouls and Ghosts uh, actually play a bit differently. They're two different games. Um, I would say they're both worth playing. That's all I can say about that. Um, so Jackson Sandal, I don't know if I'm pronouncing your last name right. I apologize. Uh, dude, where are your pants? Exclamation, question mark, exclamation, question mark, exclamation point. Uh, to answer this question, we have to go back to a period in time where men didn't wear pants. And this was during the times. I'm just kidding. Uh, I was wearing shorts, okay? I was wearing shorts. I was framed. Um, I was actually in this picture that if you're listening, you might not be able to see. But you can see it on our group page. Uh, basically, um, I Everyone was Who
2: his pants and his other pants.
1: Yeah, I was asleep. I was wearing shorts. Okay, they're my workout shorts. They're not that short. It's just the... Uh, the Who wears short material. shorts? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Daya's
2: uh, rocking the Daisy Dukes. <laughs> Woo! <laughs>
1: But, no, I was wearing shorts. It's just they, they uh, rode up my leg just to give you guys a little more of my leg. You know. We
2: appreciate
1: it. I know you it. love it. I aim to please. <laughs> All right. So uh, I think that's – oh, man, you guys with these names. With these names. Stop. <laughs> these names. I think that's uh, Ian. Ian. I'm sorry. Mr. <laughs> sir. Mr. Maga- Mr. McGarry. Mr. McGarry, Um, he says, looking a bit like uh, Rivers Cuomo there. Uh, Oh, he's saying from uh, Weezer, front man from Weezer. So my question is, what is your favorite Weezer song? Oh, I like this question. My favorite Weezer song, without hesitation, is uh, "My Name Is Jonas."
0: My name is Jonas. Yeah.
1: Carrying the will. (laughs) Thanks for all you've shown shown us. us. This is how we feel. Yeah, uh, yeah so that song or uh, Suzanne off the Mallrats soundtrack.
2: All that I wanted in a girl. <laughs> All that I need in the okay. world.
1: Yeah. I once heard, uh, I remember being in middle school. We had a middle school talent show and some kids got up and did a cover of that song. And it was pretty awesome.
0: Wow. Yeah. Uh, I, I, okay. I, I like the uh, Pinkerton album. Big fan of El Scorcho.
1: Yeah, El Scorcho is yeah. great. Uh, is there like
0: a reference to like Japanese wrestling in that song? Yeah, there's some weird references in there. So <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I, sometimes I wonder, was that racist in the, in the lyrics? But uh,
1: I think there might be one vaguely racist lyric to the to the song. Um, yeah. But I didn't write it, so I'm not racist. Exactly.
0: I like Dope Nose too. That's a good song. Yeah, and keep fishing. Keep is a great
1: song. Oh
2: yeah, that's a good one.
0: Yeah,
1: I just I just like that. Band. You know what? You've given me a great idea. I'm going to incorporate a Weezer cover into my set. Ooh, yes. Yeah, but I'm maybe I'll throw some chip tune in that. Chip tune. Yes, sir.
2: I like in All my right. garage. Yeah, I think it's the sweater song.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh You know where they have the talking at the beginning. Right. Yeah, so uh we're do- we're playing rock band with my buddy and his sister's there and she decides to join in rock band and in rock band they played they have the words for that yeah. speaking part and she said it like she was like so mechanical when she said it she's like hey brah, do you want to go to the party <laughs> i want to go to the party but i don't have a ride and we were rolling we were like on the ground laughing rolling around it was the best thing ever so every every time we see it, we're like Hey, brah, want to go to the party? <laughs> That's great. And I,
1: I would say Weezer is definitely a Sega Genesis-related band to me just because when they kind of hit, it was 1994, which I think <laughs> was right around the uh, apex of Sega popularity. So I can definitely say I was listening to Weezer and playing Sega Genesis a lot around that time. Moving on. <laughs> great question, great question. Uh, so Daniel Walker asks, "Aaron, we all know. I love how this question starts. We all know you are in reality an android." Beep boop
2: bop. <laughs> <laughs> Do you bop, dream bop. of electric sheep.
1: <laughs> uh, no, I'm more of a Blade Runner fan. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Daniel Walker asks. Aaron, we all know you are in reality an android. beep boop bop, bop. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> my question is, were you built by Sega of America to spy on Nintendo of America? Or were you built by Sega Japan to spy on Sega of America? Man! This question is really throwing my robot brain for a loop. Uh,
2: does not compute. Um, Against Aaron's programming to answer that question. That's right. Go to eighty. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: that was a Commodore sixty four joke for um, you. Yeah. So to answer this question, I would say I was built. I was built by Doctor Robotnik, but I was built with malicious intention. But I actually have a heart of gold. So I kind of I broke free and uh I joined Sonic to eat some chili dogs and the rest is history. All that spying stuff I kind of leave to uh other people.
2: Yeah, and then Sonic jumped on Aaron's head uh, yeah. and he exploded and Dia came up. That's right. Absolutely.
0: That's how it happened. True story.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Yep. I was there. I was there, man. Okay, so uh Nick DeMarco, good pal Nick. What is your position within the Retro Junkies Barbershop Quartet with Rob Landon and Stevens? Also, why do you look like a Hulk Hogan slash Mr. Peanut hybrid in this photo? I mean, do I have to answer that question?
0: Brother. Wait, why why <laughs> does he just refer to me with my last name? I don't get that.
1: I know. Why does everyone else get a first name and your last yeah, name? Yeah, back to the dungeon for him. Why doesn't he call you Stevie Nicks? It's- I don't know. Did anyone ever tease you about that? All the time. All the time. Is it bringing up bad memories? Mm-hmm. Let's
0: just stop right there.
1: Move Okay. On. <laughs> so if we were if we were talking about our barbershop quartet of uh uh do, do, be, do, whoop, yeah boop, if we're talking about barbershop quartet, I would probably be uh, baritone, and then I would imagine Rob would be the tenor. And Nick would be probably a baritone, also. I'm gonna guess, and Landon might be the bass. Huh? No, he's a bass. I don't know. No, land I don't know. Lanyon can get kind of a higher voice than I can. Maybe I'll leave you at bass.
2: All so about that you-
0: bass. So, sounds good to me.
2: All right. Nobody knows
0: <laughs> the trouble I'm
1: in. Oh, he's a bass. <laughs>
2: Ace
0: of All
1: right. Wow, we've nice. got a lot of... I didn't realize how many questions we had. Jeez Louise. Okay, I'm going to uh, speed along here. Wow, you guys, you knocked it out of the park. Uh, Yeah, so to answer that second question, why do you look like a Hulk Hogan, Mr. Peanut hybrid in this photo? Uh, <laughs> my girlfriend, because uh, I do have one, Um, she actually took the picture of me while I fell asleep on her couch. Um, and uh, she added some goofy stickers to the picture. I don't, no one's noticed like Robin from Batman and Robin. He's like creeping out of the picture on the top left. <laughs> you guys notice that? Oh, okay, anyway. Uh, so Eric Purcell asked, uh, I think this is an actual question this time. I feel as though some sort of Photoshop shenanigans may be occurring in this particular photograph. However, it raises the question is there a Dixieland element within the chiptune world? If so, what sound chip would best express that genre? Sega for Life, Stonecutters Unite. Ooh, nice Retro obscure reference there. Uh, so, Eric, Buddy, that is a great question. Uh, for Dixieland, it does help to have um, instruments that can kind of uh, emulate particular ranges. Um, honestly, I think the Sega Genesis could handle it. Uh, if you've ever heard uh, what I think one game that tried to tackle this particular sound was uh, Quackshot, I believe. Uh, Yeah, I think the Sega Genesis can handle the oboe. uh, Can handle... The people's oboe. The people's (laughs) oboe. The rock
0: says... (laughs) You you can't say like Hank Hill there. The rock says...
1: (laughs) The rock says... Damn it, Bobby. (laughs) Okay. Oh. oh man, we're never gonna get through the show. Derailed. <laughs> Derailed. We're like an hour in. We haven't talked about the game.
0: Going off Jeez. the rail on a crazy train. That's right. Oh. nice
2: reference. Good ah. job, dude. Is that a right. is that a Genesis achievement?
0: No, it is now. <laughs>
1: so
2: I say the Sega Genesis can handle. Uh,
1: I, I I think it can handle Dixieland. Uh, so the the key to Dixieland is that it's an early type of jazz. Um where you have different instruments soloing at the same time over the same chord progression, and so it can sound a little chaotic, but it's it's really fun music too um and I think with the sega Genesis capability to do uh brass brassy instruments really well um and woodwind modeling the, those uh yeah woodwind modeling um <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love to model my woodwinds. uh um, woodwind glue. That's right. Yeah, so I think it's well-equipped for the task. So Jim Jones, Jim Jones Jam asked, Jim Jones. What is your favorite game music produced on the Genesis Mega Drive? The FIFA 96 intro track gives me goosebumps every time. Man, you know what? That is a great question. I have to go. Uh, I could go go with one of the classics, uh, but the soundtrack I keep returning to lately is Time Tracks, which is actually an unreleased game for the Sega Genesis, but it's got a Tim Fallen Fallen, Tim Fallen um, soundtrack that's just amazing. Uh, Beyond that, I always go back to Gauntlet 4, uh, Hitachi Sakiboto, Streets of Rage 2, Yuzuki Koshiro, man, they're let's see um shining force 2 amazing ost uh sonic the hedgehog 2 is my favorite out of the sonic games Uh, and there are definitely many more check out a japanese game called hybrid front that has got a pretty awesome funky soundtrack and of course toe jam and earl I tend to write a lot of funky music. There's even a song off my album that I think Josh has remarked sounds a bit like Tochi oh, Emmero. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, definitely.
1: Uh, called Mother Funk Signal, uh, which is kind of a throwback to like George Clinton uh, era funk. So yeah, th- those are kind of my picks. Uh, Castle of Illusion. Yeah, Castle of Illusion. Oh, Castlevania Bloodlines. There Maze. Anything Konami did on Sega Genesis kind of turned to gold in my opinion. Music-wise. Uh, Ninja Turtles, great OST. What about you guys? Nick, are you a big fan of uh, Chester Cheeto? <laughs> just that baseline.
0: <laughs> Road Rash? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm a big fan of Streets of Rage, too. Um, I love the intro to NBA Live 95. I know we mentioned that before, but there's just something cool about that. It's like really Oh, yeah. Hip-hop-ish. It's, just,
1: it's hip-hop-ish. It's got those, like, almost like a Pringles popping can. Yeah. It's like... <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Dude, that was <laughs> sick. That was awesome, man. <laughs> I was like getting ready to throw out the Seinfeld bass in there. There's,
0: a, There's some epic themes too, like in golden axe. And da, 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 oh yeah, da, golden axe. Da, Definitely da. Right. Like I've got my hands up in the air as I'm doing that. Like, yeah. I'm gonna kill some stuff. That's what I like.
1: Can I uh take that out of context and quote you on that?
0: Sure. Yeah. All right.
2: We'll <laughs> <laughs> um, keep it buttery
0: in here. Sonic all right.
2: Spinball. Sonic Spinball is a great soundtrack. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, Comic
0: Zone. Comic. Comic Zone.
2: Zone yeah. So there we go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's see.
1: You know what? That's a topic we can. We should definitely revisit, and that might make for a great Patreon episode. Ooh,
2: good idea. Dude, we oh, should so. do. We should do like top top ten or whatever top something. Uh, Sega oh, soundtrack. Ten. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah we'll actually focus on some of the sega music because like we you know you'll hear music from the game in the background uh of our shows but it would be awesome just to do a show devoted to music
2: um dude there's an idea idea yeah so do top uh top whatever i don't know five sega soundtracks by release year so you could do multiple episodes so you do like 90 91 92 three episodes and you do you pick your top five for that year because there's so many great great songs
1: yeah man i could i could totally go for that uh you know what we could do like top five songs from one game also i mean just like do like five episodes on action 52
2: (laughs) (laughs) yes pure gold oh man Uh,
1: okay so another great question here thanks jim that was a good question Uh, Andrew Coed asks, what is your favorite snack slash drink while you're playing games? Uh, You know what? Uh, My snacking drinking days are kind of behind me. Um, But as far as what I really like to snack on now, um, since I've lost a bunch of weight, uh, I I love Greek yogurt um, and peanut butter. Like that's like my go to like mixed Uh, together, mixed together. It's really good. And then I'll just add some uh, like Splenda, and uh, yeah, it's it's actually really good. And then you can add some like uh, banana or some fruit to it, and it's like a awesome healthy snack. And uh, yeah, I can't get enough of that stuff. Almonds, I love almonds. I like raw almonds. I like almonds <laughs> Ramens. almonds <laughs> Ramens noodles. That's right. <laughs> uh, as far as drinks, I'm, I'm the most boring person in the world now. Um, anytime I go to a bar, I get a, I just get a glass of water. Like a jack. Uh, and Coke, I'm playing a game, jack. Yeah. Hold the jack. Hold <laughs> the jack. Jack. <laughs> yeah, so when I'm playing games, it's mostly just water or a nice, cool
2: glass of milk. I have a gra- glass of cravatier. <laughs> Ooh, it's a lady. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, I only drink Cristal. <laughs> Welcome to Cribs. Welcome to Cribs. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what, about what about you guys? <laughs> what about you guys? I'm sure you have a better answer than I do.
0: I'm i uh, I'm a huge fan of sunflower seeds. I actually eat so many sunflower seeds my like my, my cheek gets raw. So like a big. Do you bank.
1: eat them um, with the shells?
0: <laughs> I spit them out. So like, this is kind of funny. This is probably kind of gross too. I'll keep a trash can like on the floor. I kind of hold it there with my knees, and as I'm playing, I just like spit. <laughs> so it's just going all over nice. the way. Oh,
1: Lord. yeah. So, but... so funny, funny story. Um, I, I went to the uh, international food market, and they ha- you can buy. Speaking of uh, things like seeds and nuts and whatnot, you can buy almonds there, but they're like as raw as you can get. They haven't like they're the actual plant, and so they're oh, all wow. green, and you have to like peel them apart. I swear to you, there was a this nice elderly lady. Uh, must have been in her eighties. She's just sitting there. She's just eating them. <laughs> just picking them up and eating them. I didn't want to say anything. I'm like, okay, you can go. I'm not. You know, I know. It's like I know there's like a security guy over there watching everything. I guess he doesn't care either. She's just eating away, just picking them up. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, back to reality. Oops! There goes there goes gravity. Um, how about you? How about you, Josh? I'm sorry. Uh,
2: I like seagrams because I drink it and they pay me for it.
0: Okay. Plant. Is that what plants crave? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Our uncle Jeremiah's malt liquor.
1: I swear, this podcast, this podcast, we're just gonna have like spin off. A spinoff yeah. podcast just called ask Aaron because the segment <laughs> is getting so long in the tooth <laughs> oh man I, I I hope you guys enjoy it though it's it's really fun I, uh, I like
2: a smart pop popcorn there you go <laughs> there you go
1: okay all right so um oh man uh, we're we're almost to the bottom here Don't worry, guys. I love your question. I think
2: we've reached the bottom.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The bottom of the barrel. We've hit rock rock bottom. We have. uh, So Dan Massilia, uh, my buddy Dan, uh, asks, what is the longest you've ever played one game in a sitting? What game and why? Um, Okay, so to answer this, on Sega Genesis, in one sitting, I'd have to go with Shining in the Darkness uh, or Landstalker because both games, uh, for some reason, my battery backup was defective. So I would sit there and play them all day, play it as long as I possibly could until, like, my eyes got tired. Um, And, you know, I I remember, like, staying up all night during the summer to play, I think it was Shining in the Darkness. And then I would just let the game sit there the next day while I did something else and come back to it. Uh, And that worked great up until my brother nudged the cartridge. Oh, and uh, froze the game because he didn't realize it was, uh, didn't have a save file. And this was before we could do, yeah, I didn't have one of those fancy action replays or, you know, there wasn't save states. So, <sighs> but um, yeah, so Blake Whirl asks, <laughs> Blake Wuerl asks, why is purple? Um,
2: is that a statement? Why is purple?
0: That that that's a great question. Is that an algebra question? Um, why is purple equals X or something?
2: Yeah, I think it is.
0: Okay. Yeah, why is purple?
2: Why why equals purple? Okay.
0: Right. Roy G biv divided by colors of the rainbow. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Something
2: like
0: that. You
1: know what, Blake? I'll tell you one day when you're older. Alright.
0: Great answer. That's what I use <laughs> with my kids all the time. You'll know when that's,
1: you're older. Absolutely. And then if you don't, then you can come sue me. All right. So Gabe Van Gilder asks Aaron, what Sega Genesis franchise did you want to become a TV show? Uh, for me, I love Sonic, but I think my younger self would have geeked out over Altered Beast or Phantasy Star 2, cartoon or show. Man, I have to agree with you. Speaking of which, didn't we talk about this? A live action Altered Beast show that may or may not be happening? Yeah. In Streets uh, of Rage. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. In
1: Streets of Rage. I can't imagine. You know what? Those are going to veer off so far from the source material, I don't know how they could possibly be good, unless Run they had like a, a really good writing staff. Uh, okay, so if I was talking to six- to eight-year-old me, what show from the Sega Genesis, Toe Jam & Earl uh, yeah. or, comic, or Comic Zone, I think those would translate really well to cartoon format. I think they just had uh, those crazy premises and they just... Like, Comic Zone, especially, uh, just had uh, something that I think could have transferred really well. Because you already had TV shows that kind of have that out-of-body experience. Like, you had Captain N, which is the Nintendo show where, like, you know, the main character of the show got sucked into a TV set. Like, that's that's a popular plot device. But I think Comic Zone just had enough flair um, and attitude. and it, it could have had a, a cool grungy soundtrack. Um and Toe Jam and Earl, I mean, come on. I think that's just self explanatory.
0: Where's that bass player from Jerry Seinfeld? That's what you need for that soundtrack.
1: <laughs> oh. That bass player was actually a keyboardist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that video and how how that how that stuff got made. He actually wrote a different bass line for each episode.
0: Yep, yeah, that's cool. Just wow. hilarious.
2: That's crazy.
1: Yeah, so it was like a new bass line every time. Okay, so um, my pal Josh Witt, who's um, not with us, but uh, his um, his twin brother
2: Smoshua, Jay Weezy, <laughs> the alter yeah, ego, yeah, Jay Weezy,
1: that's right. Uh, so AKA Tyler has, Tyler
0: <laughs> <Jordan>. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: lord. So which Sega games should have Ah, which Sega games should have had a breakfast cereal, and what would they taste like besides cinnamon toast? Toe Jam and Earl because that is too obvious. Hmm. Sodic O's? Oh.
0: Sonic Rings, yeah. Boogerman. That should have been a good
2: man. Yes, yes! Boogerman Man, yes. pick and flick. A pick and flick snack pick and flick. That's right.
1: <laughs> That's right. And and it would be you know what? <laughs> it would all be green and brown. <laughs> Delicious. It's like apple
2: it's a little bit of red, just like when you get too aggressive.
1: <laughs> how about... How about... How about... Uh, how, about uh, oh, geez. how about Chester Cheetos uh, breakfast oh. cereal? <laughs> uh, cheesy milk. <laughs>
0: Ugh, those would be the worst. That was delicious. Buster's hidden treasure. Here's a good one. That's right. Hidden treasures. Nice. How about...
1: um Columns. Columns is very simple, you know. You, you just got to toasted jebs. How, how about
2: a with a bunch of uh, the characters from zombies ate my neighbors and you could eat the neighbors yeah I, babies and all... cheerleaders and dudes grilling out yeah
1: hey nice nice call back there yeah to steven his question <laughs> 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 nice way to bring it back uh okay so we'll move out here <laughs> I'm not. If you guys want to read uh, Jim's response to Josh's question, you can read it in the group. It was hilarious. I'm not going to read it on the show, though. Uh, so, Chris Vanderhoof asks Okay, Aaron, several questions here. Uh, man, this is super long-winded. That's all right. Um, I probably deserve it. The FM chip for the Genesis, you talk about it a lot. So, what is it exactly? Why is it superior? Well, oh, I've never said it's superior, but uh, it is superior in some cases. And can you go over which systems have what and which one to get? I never knew there were different versions of the Genesis one until I listened to this show. Uh, okay. So let me break that first one down real quick. Um, if you want a better answer than what I provide, go listen to the impulse demo scene project podcast. I did a Sega Genesis episode with those guys. It was awesome um, where we talked about the sound chip. Um, so, we're talking about the uh, the YM twenty six one two off the top of my head. Uh, this is a six channel uh, FM six channels of FM, which is frequency modulation, and four channels um, of PSG, uh, which is the Sega Master System chip. So it's two two chips, um, and basically, what made it different from other chips around that time. Uh, was the complex algorithms and the combinations. It's uh, four operators that could be combined to make complex waveforms. And so you could get uh, interesting timbres. uh, And this was something that I think it was Yamaha had invented. Uh, And it just proved to be very cost effective for Sega. They used it in their arcade games. Uh, and so it transferred really well. I, the first time they used it was over in Japan. on uh, The home console was on the Master System over in Japan. I think the Mark III. Uh, anyways, Sega Genesis, uh, I think it's a great sound chip when used correctly. And by correctly, I mean non-farty and cat-dying <laughs> sounds. And there are many great examples, which we already mentioned earlier on the show. And that's kind of my bare-bones basic explanation. Um, I can't say it's always better than the Super Nintendo, because it's not. uh, As I will talk about on this episode. Uh, And your second question is... uh, oh, Second part of your first question. Uh, Different models of Sega Genesis. So, yeah, Sega kind of cheaped out on their chips. Cheaped on their chips um, when they released different models of the Sega Genesis and when they let Majesco, I think, release Model 3. Uh, So, basically, um... there are different iterations of the sound hardware that make it so, like the Genesis Model 2 kind of has, uh, I think it's tinier sound. Um, there's just some, there's some subtle qualities uh, that do not come across as well on the Model 2. Plus, with the Model 1, you uh, had the sweet headphone port where you could get stereo sound if you plugged in um, you know, a pair of speakers into your headphone port. Uh, and you got stereo sound, which is awesome. So the model I tell people to get is the non-TMSS version of the Model 1 that says high-definition uh, graphics. So hopefully that answers it for you. There's definitely more information about that uh, which I think we mentioned on an earlier show, but just Google which version of the Sega Genesis sounds best, and you'll find the, the link. I think it's Sega 16.
2: Yeah, and I think some of the Model 2s, the, uh, the PSG volume is either too high or too low. It's not mixed very well, um, but you can find that out there and test that out yeah. with Streets of Rage.
1: And, and most Sega Genesis emulators actually get that PSG, PSG volume wrong also. It always comes across sounding too loud Uh, which is just very noticeable if you've just grown up and played enough Sega Genesis games and listened to the music. Um, Two, what is your stance on the Sega CD? Uh, I think it's amazing. I think it's very underrated and awesome. Uh, The system seems to be hated by a majority of the gaming community. Uh, I need you to cite. I need a cited source. (laughs) Because that's kind of like when you see on a wikipedia and you see like a site like a, a a note where it says by who <laughs> <laughs> um so i i think that's um un, unsubstantiated i i do think there is a reputation somewhere among some circles uh that it's hated but i think it's misunderstood um,
2: but it's still all good
1: it's all good in the hood g uh mm-hmm. so Chris says he actually likes it. He says, this system seems to be hated, but this system is in my top five, possibly top three. We all know the NES is number one. Uh, Back in 94, I want to say, I got a Sega CDX, which I thankfully still have complete. Uh, And I will say that it does does have pretty good sound capability. Uh, Not as good as the Model 1, but pretty close. And it came with Sonic CD, Echo the Dolphin, Sherlock Holmes, and the 5-in-1 or 6-in-1. I was blown away when I first popped in Sonic CD, and the intro played, and they were singing. First time ever, I was hooked. And those FMV games I love. So why all the Sega CD hate? Um, yeah, to answer your question, uh, history is usually written by the winners, and or people who thought they won. Uh, and so what I think happened was, uh, you know, maybe a lot of people who were on the Nintendo side of things. uh, Had it out for Sega and FMV games. Part of the problem with the Sega CD that I will admit is the overabundance of FMV. Um, You know, they honestly did think it was going to be the wave of the future, uh, but it really didn't quite pan out. Uh, Plus, I mean, getting these games where sometimes you had like four discs just for one game, uh, just kind of ridiculous. Um... I will say, part of the hate also was just the fact that uh, a lot of people want to have a system that's feature complete, uh, and it's kind of a, a sign of bad things when a system needs an add-on to play more games. Um, and it's kind of like, oh well, what else can we milk you for, you know? And with Sega, it was like, oh well, we you know. We, we, that Say you know, instead of just putting out a new new system, standalone system. Um, but I kind of see it, too, where it's like, well, you know what, uh, we're, we still want to support the Sega Genesis, it's our hottest property, uh, but we want to go ahead and, and add these expansion qualities to it. I don't know. Um, I think for some people, it's just like the cost of it, it was kind of expensive, um, and they're just weren't enough quality games for it to justify a purchase for a lot of people. The games that – some of my favorite games of all time, though, are on that system, so take it or leave it. Um, three, how did you make this picture? <laughs> I didn't make it. My girlfriend did. I, I explained that. <laughs> oh, no, not that picture. He's talking about another picture. He's like, how did I make the picture of uh, – oh, this great picture uh, of Michael Kelso – from two dudes in a nest holding a Sega Genesis, um, like it was his birthday or like a Christmas present. And he's just like got the happiest expression on his face (laughs) He's like, how did I make that picture? I have to give you props for this awesome Photoshop job. How'd you do it? And, uh, to answer your question, I actually use GIMP. Um, and GIMP is a free photo editing tool. And so basically what Michael done was he taken a picture of him holding a, a Nintendo switch uh, with some games, and I basically went into GIMP, and I replaced the Switch with a Sega Genesis Model 2, uh, and uh, I replaced his picture uh, in, his, in his dining room with a picture of Sanic, um, and then I also replaced one of the games with Barney Hide and Seek, so I, that's a great site. Uh, final question. Um, you know what? I, I kind of I broke that rule. Ro- I Given a rollout here saying, don't ask me so many questions, but I'll I'll give it to you. Those are good questions. Uh, Final one was, how do you grow such an awesome stash like that? You know, I just got the skills (laughs) to pay the bills. That's all I got to say. Final question, guys. Final question. We are like an hour and 20 minutes into this recording.
0: Final question.
1: Okay, so Sean Robinson asks, "What is the most you've spent on a video game, and which game is it?" Oh boy, what is the most I've ever spent on a game? I remember buying a copy of Fancy Star One for about thirty dollars on eBay back. Uh, this was—you got to remember, like I didn't have a job, so this was like with allowance. So I bought a copy of it on eBay, I think, back in 2000. So, you know, just for inflation, whatever. Um, But, shoot, I don't think I've ever spent more than $60 on a game. Even um, games like, guys, remember, like Virtual Racing when it was like $99? Fantasy Star 4. Even those games, we found ways to get cheap copies of the games because my brother worked at hollywood video um uh, so i can't even say that like we bought those new because those are just stupid prices um and number two what is the most you've spent on sega items and which items are they Ooh, good question um probably the hardware itself i mean just amassing you know like um Sega Genesis um a lot of the stuff I've sold or don't have anymore but you know Sega Genesis uh Sega CD Model 1, Model 2, 32X, uh CDX, Nomad. Nomad is usually the thing that goes for the most nowadays. Um I don't have any cool like memorabilia but uh, I'm always interested to know if you guys do. So how about you guys?
0: Nah, not really uh systems really what I spent most on. I have a model one and a model two and 32 X Sega CD, all that stuff's probably the most expensive as far as games go up. Probably. Yeah, I'd say my most for a game is probably maybe 30, $40. I spent quite a bit on shadow dancer complete. And, um, even the game we're talking about today, I spent a little too much on uh, to get complete. So, Ooh, yeah, um, I,
2: I imagine. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I, I yeah. didn't, I
0: didn't get it. Com- complete, complete, but I'll talk about that later. But, uh, yeah, I, I try not to spend any more than $30, $40 for a game, um, unless I just got to have it, but haven't quite had that happen yet.
1: You so. mean you haven't had that urge to, to get, uh, Musha?
0: What is... <laughs> get... Musha? Yeah, Musha. Nah, Woo! not yet. That'll, that'll be interesting. But I I, I kind of would rather buy three or four games I really, really want to play rather than buying some stupid game. Not that Musha's stupid, but some game that's just ridiculous in the price. So. Ridiculously
1: overpriced. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, luckily... I Luckily, exactly
0: I got right. Street. Luckily, I got Streets of Rage two complete in box for a pretty good price. I ended up picking it up for fifteen dollars a couple of years ago, which is it was a mint condition. So you can't can't even get that anywhere near that
2: anymore. Yeah, I've uh, got a Nomad. Um, I, I think I paid. I don't remember. Maybe like seventy or eighty bucks for it. Um, then I modified it and added a new screen into it, which is pretty sweet.
1: Hey, I think Chris was actually asking me about that. If you have a good link or something on where to okay. get a kit for that
2: mm-hmm.
1: what he should purchase i know chris Vanderhoof was actually asking about that
2: okay yeah i'll have to take a look yeah the the hardest thing it's not extremely hard to find but i had to buy two screens and the first screen i bought didn't work so that's the tricky part uh if you find the right screen you're good to go it's actually what they use in backup cameras for cars um it's just a little one so yeah I'll see oh, yeah the link if for you that. got
1: the right yeah the right model number for that or model for that because they probably sell it on Amazon, right
2: yeah, and I think I got mine, yeah, it wasn't on Amazon, but yeah I, I'm sure they have them on there too, yeah,
1: I've got one i I might have to use that because I'm really interested in using a Sega Nomad for my live sets um just because it would be pretty compact and uh, I've got some Sega Genesis tunes that I would love to play on real hardware,
2: yeah, man, that'd be awesome. you can make that Sweet. happen
1: yeah but man oh that was one epic <laughs> ask aaron segment which is actually going to be longer than the amount of time we spend talking about this game
0: we should call this episode 54 ask aaron slash rock and roll racing
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> ask aaron nice.
0: about rock and roll racing ask aaron that should just be patreon episodes you can only ask aaron on patreon patreon.com slash <laughs> just as gyms.
1: we're gonna put ask aaron behind a paywall. <laughs>
0: It's all good, which many people said they'd love that segment so it's not like uh
1: no i you know what I, I i appreciate you guys so much and i'm glad that you um like the segment and uh, i enjoy all the questions you send and don't don't ever uh get me wrong here i really appreciate you guys rock or on
0: your yard interior all right guys well let's get right into this thing uh hey game on josh game on game on aaron
2: Game on! Game on! Yeah, game on!
0: Rock and Roll Racing. Alright. So this game, I had, I didn't have any true memories for it. I remember emulating this. I never played the actual cart when I was a kid. I remember emulating it and saying, I need to go back to that game because it looks cool. And I, and I kind of regret not having the time with it that I have had in the past few months here. But uh, I didn't really play it. I didn't see it at the rental stores at all. I didn't see it on the shelves at Walmart or Kmart as a kid. So my exposure to this was none. But um, I did play a little bit of it emulation days back in the late 90s. And uh, until I really picked it up here a couple months ago, that, that's when I really dug in. But uh, you guys have any memories of this game?
1: Uh, I sure do. Uh, I So I don't have any memories of the game that came before this, which is RPM Racing, which we'll talk about later. Uh, but this game, I don't know. It just kind of came out of nowhere, it seemed like. And we rented it. And what I remember was right around this time, uh, I think it was Lost Vikings was out also. Um, And so I started, you know, just kind of paying attention to this little company called Silicon and Synapse. Um, And I don't know, there was something about this game. It just, um, it had really cool soundtrack. I I recognized at least one of the songs as an actual song was a real novelty around that time to have licensed music um, in a video game. I mean, of course, there was like Journey back in the 80s, but uh, on a home console game that was actually, you know, there, there's a long history of uh, companies actually putting out games where they just wholesale ripped off music, <laughs> you know, licensed music to put in a game. Uh, hey, Chariots of Fire on track and field. Um, <laughs> It it happened a lot. Or like the time Konami ripped off Beatles. Um, They did that too on uh, Mikey. But yeah, the first time I played this game, sorry. um, We actually rented it. We rented Rock and Roll Racing. And uh, oh man, I just remember us having a blast. Playing two-player was the best thing about this game. Um, It also really heavily reminded me of RC Pro Ram. But um, having that two-player just really gave it an edge, at least until uh, there was RC Pro Ram 2, which actually had four-player, but that's another story. I think this game is just still overall more solid. Basic Memories is just playing this with my older brothers, and uh, I don't know, just having a blast. Just fun tunes, and uh, fun time. I will say, I played it primarily on Super Nintendo, um, which... Take off. Just take off. Yeah, take off. Um, I compared the two. Well, we were a household that had a Sega Genesis and a Super Nintendo. Um, And it's only now that I'm really going and going back and playing the Sega Genesis version. I never played it growing up, to be honest. I only ever played the SNES version. Um, And there are some really significant um, sound differences that kind of uh, irritate me. about the Sega Genesis version versus the SNES version. Uh, but gameplay wise they're they're both pretty similar. Jay
0: Weezy man. Memories.
2: Jay Wizzle. Um that's right <laughs> 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 I was gonna say something but I decided to keep it double dizzle. Faux <laughs> <laughs> Rizzle. Rizzle. Um I don't have any memories of this game Uh, I didn't even know that it was released until I think I was watching like an angry video game nerd Uh, I don't think he did an episode on this but I think it was like a like a let's play where they did it Um, and I saw it and I was like oh that looks really cool and I was like Blizzard what I didn't know they made Sega games Um, and so I decided to check it out and uh, yeah that's pretty much it
0: Sweet. and that's all he has to say about that
2: (laughs) and that's all I have to say about that
0: This game was published by Interplay Productions, of course developed by Blizzard. Um, Blizzard was actually originated by a company called Silicon and Synapse, am I saying that right? Which made Lost Vikings and then of course became Blizzard. So, uh, Interplay actually has a huge list of games they published, Um, some of the ones notable like Earthworm Jim, Earthworm Jim 2. Uh, they had a lot to do with some of the boulders gate games which i love boulder gates dark alliance on playstation uh, too uh, wasn't a real big fan of the pc games i, I did like them don't get me wrong oh, but um, shame. i know, I, know. I, I wasn't much for this. all right
1: well you, it's it's they're easier to play now that they have like enhanced editions yeah yeah that make it just easier to play on modern devices yeah not, not, and
0: those games were made by bungie back then right uh, no, they were made by Bioware. Bio- oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking, Bi- I meant Bioware. The guys that made Star Wars, Knights of the Republic, sorry. And Wrong. made the new Mass, effect, Mass effect, game effect game I don't want to talk about. Dragon <laughs> Dragon Age, all that fun stuff. Yeah, but so there's a huge list of games that are responsible for. And of course, Blizzard, one of my favorite companies of all time. I'm, I'm a huge Diablo fan. Every Diablo game that's come out, it's just one of my favorite games of all time. So it was pretty interesting to see Blizzard make a, rock- or make a racing game. And um, I honestly kind of slipped under the radar for me because I went back and played Lost Vikings and I kind of tried to play every game Blizzard made coming through the ages. And, uh, did you play of- uh, Blackthorn? Yes, I did. I Yeah. Sweet. Kind of reminds me of a, like an X-Men character. Kind <laughs> of reminds me of me, but with a shotgun. <laughs> That's right. Shotgun me. But yeah, so there's just a lot of cool history there with Blizzard and uh, it was interesting to play this game because some of the art style you could see, hey, that looks like a Blizzard game. A lot of just kind of sci-fi creepiness going on but uh anyways this game was released in 94 um the composer aaron i, I know you put a little bit of something out there about the composer do you have anything to add who this guy uh, was yeah
1: so i know hmm, i know for the snes version it was tim fallen uh who worked on the sound uh and jeff fallen that's what I recall um, of the Genesis version. I can't recall who did the sound
0: for this version of the game. I guess I shouldn't say composer because really people wrote the song the Richie Blackmore and uh, George Yeah. (laughs) You
1: could say the arranger. The arranger. Uh, Yeah. Just like like how people say, do you know who wrote the soundtrack for uh, uh, Maximum Carnage? It was Green Jelly. Like, no, it wasn't. I, I mean, <laughs> y- yeah, they...
0: Danny like Carey they,
1: for life. Yeah, I mean, okay, so maybe they wrote some of the songs, but you really got to give credit to the person who arranged it.
0: <laughs> Very true. And uh, as far as price goes for this game, uh, the com, it's uh, going for $22.39 loose, $62.79 complete in box. Now I paid a total of thirty-one dollars and twenty-one cents for this game, uh, but I just got the box, the cover, and the cartridge. No, no manual involved, so I came in between there. I felt like that was a decent price, so the the box was actually in pretty pretty good condition. So happy about that. So speaking of the box, I'm gonna read a little bit of the quote-unquote story. I don't have the manual, so I actually have the little summary on the back of the box here. It says, "Nab a cluster bomb and blow away the competition." Yeah. With music and engines screaming, you pick your car, driver and weapons, and then slam it into gear. With world-famous race announcer Larry Supermouth Huffman on the mic and some of the greatest rock and roll music of all time pounding you on the forehead, you're ready for the line. Annihilate the competition with laser cannons and cluster bombs as you pit yourself against other lead-footed crazies bent on ruining your day. Race on different planets and at each checkered flag, your cash piles up so you can buy more weapons, more engines, more armor, so back off wimps, this ain't no race for Sunday drivers.
2: Brother, yeah, brother, exactly. Brother.
0: And and the the cover art is actually really cool. We got three of the characters kind of staring, you know, you in the face. The guy in the middle has got like a metal part on his face pointing at you. Uh, real cool font there, rock and roll racing. A lot of uh, sharp points to it. and Of course, it's got one of the crazy looking tanks shooting missiles and everything else. And it says hot music, featuring bad to the bone, written by George Thorogood. Born to be wild by Steppenwolf and more. So pretty, pretty cool. You know, nice little advertisement there for the game i, I really enjoy the, the case on this but um yeah
1: and the uh exclusive track uh, radar love it radar. was not an snes version
0: good song though yeah i you know we've talked kind of want to go out of order here since we talked so much about this music uh the music in this game now let, let's preface this right now i played the super nintendo version it so was, much better it was awesome and, and so much so better. Much better.
1: It, night and day better.
0: It, it, it was funny. I kind of fooled myself. I accidentally left YouTube on while I was playing this game. And I'm like, man, that's a that's a pumping track. I like that. And I realized the Super Nintendo music was playing through the YouTube but not Genesis. I was like, oh. Because <laughs> yeah, you, you can hear the drums. Yourself. Yeah, the drums are real. That, that's the what's missing in, in a the, lot of these songs. Uh,
1: yeah, and I would say the nuance of the the guitar leads that that they did um, on the SNES version are just really solid and I think that could be I think a lot of that sound can be done on the Sega Genesis uh, it's just it it would have taken a little more care
0: and finesse yeah. yeah, like the melody of the song it's just so anno- it, you sort of get that cat noise I know a lot, a lot of our listeners got into that and we'll get we'll get more into that later when we get the feedback but I don't know, even paranoid it was just like
1: oh yeah and and also uh the uh (laughs) it almost does i can look this up but i i want to say this was probably written using the gem sound engine um but what i can say also is the reason why you'll notice the drums sound kind of weak in this it's because uh the genesis uh only has one channel for sampling yeah and so in typically in, in genesis games if there's not a voiceover or something that sample channel, uh, that DAC, would be used to have, you know, the the, the kick and snare sample, and then you, you would just have the hi hat off of the noise channel. In this case, because you've got Larry, uh, <laughs> Larry, I forget his name already, but Larry, <laughs> Larry doing the VO. Yeah. What What happens is, bless this game. In the Genesis version, <laughs> all the other audio cuts out, so Larry can. You know, do do the VO for the game. And the problem is, um, that it kind of breaks immersion a little bit because it's like you're rocking out to the tune and then the tune cuts out is like, Red Wizard needs food badly. No. I'm just
2: <laughs>
0: From now on, let Boom, truck,
2: I love it the shoes? <laughs> he's on fire. Heating up. Puts up a brick. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah it's that that's the frustrating aspect uh, two frustrating aspects one is the the weak drums because they they were written in uh from what i can tell just using one of the spare channels um fm drums typically sound a little weaker than sam- sample drums they don't always though uh, so that and that whole voiceover cutting into the music and the sound effects like i tried playing with different options just to um, see what I could do because I like the addition of the voiceover I think it's cool that it kind of adds a bit of um, adds to the frenetic pace of the game is what I would say just it, it's a cool thing to have in there it makes it feel like a monster truck rally the <laughs> problem is it, unlike the SNES version it just cuts it in SNES version you've got the cool tunes playing and you've got room to spare for his voiceover and it's not mixed too loud like it is in this version yeah um, so what I do if you want maximum enjoyment in this game you're going to hear all the lines you ever want to hear from them um, after about four races so at that point after you're done hearing because I like the fact that his voice sounds crystal clear uh, I think that's cool but after a while I'm just like I'm just going to turn him off now uh, and,
0: and try to enjoy the game without it <laughs> you can put it on a Black Sabbath CD and just enjoy that
1: yeah so speaking of which there is a Rock and Roll Racing remake you can grab now. Uh, it was taken off of Steam, but uh, yeah, there's a Rock and Roll Racing, I think it was originally called Rock and Roll Racing 3D, um, and now I think it's just called Motor Rock, but you can grab it online um, if you go to the developer's website. They had to take it off Steam because there was a obvious IP conflict with Blizzard. <laughs> obvious. Uh-huh. Because they used assets and music um, and stuff <laughs> and Larry's voice. Uh, but you can still get it from the website. They sell Steam keys or I don't think they technically sell them. But they say for a do- donation of only $3, you can get a copy of the game. I Just watching video of it, I say it's worth it because you can also put in custom soundtracks. Um, and the gameplay looks like it runs super smooth. Super Smash Brothers?
0: Super,
2: <laughs> super <laughs> Smash Brothers.
1: Super
0: fast and Brother. buttery smooth. Oh, yeah, so I, I think the music's definitely something to talk about first, like we just did, because it was called Rock and Roll Racing. But, um... Yeah. Don't it, okay, wa- so don't... do you think it's... Sorry. Oh, you, go ahead.
1: All I was going to say, do you think it's weird that this is actually, like, the second game in a three-part series, but it's typically the only one ever, anyone ever talks about.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, and there's some... I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. R- R- RPM, right? Let's Okay, so let's take a sidebar
1: and talk about RPM racing sidebar. a little bit. Ooh. Sidebar. I played <laughs> it a little bit today, um, and it's really interesting because it's not very good. Um, <laughs> there are some great ideas that would transfer over into this game. Um, it looks closer to RC Pro Ram than it does to the look of this game. I would say the art style wasn't quite there uh, and it moves a little slower but it had the cool, like, you know, upgrade your parts, um, get different vehicles, that sort of thing. That was uh, there. It just didn't have much character and the soundtrack was just abysmal. Um, So, yeah, it was definitely one of those games where it's like, I'm glad they didn't call that game Rock and Roll Racing. (laughs) (laughs) Because it,
0: it was definitely not And uh, it, it, it's funny because I actually rented this one um, as a kid they had it on Super Nintendo at the local rental store and the cover yeah. was awesome because it's like this cool looking Ferrari type car getting ready to get smashed on by a monster truck all these flames popping out I'm like yeah and of course I turned it over I'm like man that looks so much like RC Pro Ram gotta play this and uh, it just wasn't... Yeah, it wasn't
1: there. It was an early... I think it was almost like a launch title. Yeah, it was
0: close. I believe it was one of the ones that had the uh, like the front tab of the uh, Super Nintendo carts, you know, before they had like the little yeah. ramp groove. It's just one of the ones that stuck yep.
1: yep. Yep, I recall that. And you know what? It, even when you play one player, the game puts it in split screen, which is just kind of funny to me. Yeah. Um, which I think is kind of a throwback also. uh so, we say RC pro a lot, um, which is kind of where these games take off from, um, and, and even Mario Kart owes a debt to RC pro Yes, it
0: does, absolutely.
1: Um, but there's another game on Commodore 64 called Racing Destruction Set, which is worth checking out, uh, at least on YouTube, um, to see kind of like the origins of the genre, um, because you could and that, that was one thing that... One thing that RPM Racing um, that took from that game that's not in... One of the only features I think is actually missing from Rock and Roll Racing is the fact that you can't build your own tracks, which I thought was a cool feature. So
0: that's something that you can do in RPM Racing. Hmm.
2: Hmm. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, but,
0: well, uh, yeah. And the cool thing about these type of games, like Rock and Roll Racing, RC Program... I'm not a real big racing fan. Um, I'm not really good at the game, so that kind of plays into it. You don't like Tide? What's that?
1: Hey, man, do you like Tide?
0: <laughs> <laughs> like a Mitch Hedberg joke about NASCAR drivers. Yeah, I love Mitch Hedberg. <laughs> but the reason I like these games and Mario karts, because I can pretty much just leave the pedal to the floor, gas all the way down, and just go for it. And, and it's pretty forgiving if you if you wreck a crash, you know you can get back into the race. And I, hey, I don't. Dick. Yes.
1: You like passing gas? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're starting to, I'm starting to rub off one of you guys a little bit. Already. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I like this one probably more than RC pro Ram, because you, you 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 don't just fail in RC pro Ram. You know, you have continues and you're done. Uh, yeah. This one this one will actually let you usually race about ten races per, per session. And, and you never you never truly die no no even, even if you don't like you have to get so much money, or so many points to go to the next session and you don't it, game over exactly if, if you don't hit those points it actually just starts you back over and you're building up money and getting new parts and things for your uh, for your car your vehicle whatever and uh, th- that part I like but I'm like I said I'm not a real big racing fan but games like this kind of pull me in a little bit that a little easier to play especially since there's a rookie I, I tried playing this game on normal. Did not work out for me. R- rookie was yeah. rookie was good. I, I got first place for about my first ten races, and then it got a little harder. And then I got to the point where I could barely get third place. And started to, you know, level up my car a little bit. Eh, but I'm, like I said, I'm not real good at this game. But I really enjoyed that part of it, be able to pull back the difficulty a little bit for me, since I suck at racing games. But
1: did did you try the the uh, the versus mode? You can play versus mode one player, and what's amazing about that to me is that. Uh, in each level you're basically maxed out on stats and then after every lap it maxes out all of your weapons and your jumps, your boosts Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you can even uh, it's a great demo mode because you can pick whatever planet you want to play and there's different vehicles for for some of the different planets Um, so it's a great way to kind of if you want to check out different levels of the game and see what it's about if you don't think you're ever going to get that far into the game um, you can see what it's about. Because, I, I mean, this game, like, I will say some of the level design can get a little repetitive just to, due to the nature of the game. But um, it's it still has that one more go aspect to me, uh, that appeal. And I think having the map in the corner really helps on those tight turns, I have oh, to say. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, 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 Especially because, like, just how close you are to the track.
0: Yeah, It's it, not super zoomed out. Yeah. May, maybe it's just me, but I, I constantly, on the tracks that had, like, uh, crossroads, I constantly turned down the wrong way, and I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> and, and, and anytime there's a crossroad, <laughs> you just got to stay straight. But I keep forgetting that. I, I turn right or left and go, oh, crap, everyone's passing me, going the other way. <laughs> Happened every time. Oh, yeah. And the two, what's really cool, you get to select a hero, as they call it, and there's a, the, the, there's some interesting personalities here. There's a Snake Sanders, who is from Terra, which I'm, you know, that's the planet, or whatever. He's like a blonde looking guy. Pretty boy. Is he from Planet Earth? Planet Earth. Earth. <laughs> Cyberhawk. Yeah, uh, Chewbacca. Yeah, Ivan Zyper, who is Chewbacca, pretty much.
1: He pretty much is.
0: <laughs> 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 Kat- <laughs> Kat- Katrina Lyons. Uh, Jake Badlands.
1: Hey, no, that's Katarina. Katarina. That's
0: my daughter's name. Oh, that's right. I forgot the uh, A. Katarina Lyons. Jake Badlands and Tarquin. Yeah. And, and the cool thing about the characters is each one has some attributes. So like Snake Sanders has a plus one in acceleration, plus one in top speed, Cyberhawks has plus one in acceleration, plus one in jumping. So there's a there's a n- little strategy there. You can pick some guys and kinda see what you like to race with and maybe, you know, if if you're if you need some help with cornering you pick Jake Badlands. Yeah, whatever. I don't know how much it actually helps, I only picked one person which had to get, had to go with Snake. He looked pretty cool.
1: Back when racing games actually had like character to them, right? Yeah. yeah. When you got to pick different characters with crazy background stories. What fun stuff. Yeah, and then. The, and I think you can unlock uh, one of the characters from Lost Vikings in this
0: game. Yes, uh, was, was it Olaf? Was it the name? Yeah, Olaf. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yes, and, it, sir. and then all your different screens had characters, like uh, the equipment shop, you had that weird alien that looked like Slimer with yeah. horns. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> and, and when you advance a level, um, of course you got the Kurt Russell ripoff there with the uh, eye patch and the long hair, and, and then uh, the car shop. There's like a rat. It's kind of funny. It's like you're you're going to like a used car shop with this rat with a gold tooth and a bow tie. It's like, oh man, that that's kind of funny. And of course Larry the announcer, which you know you can turn Larry off if you want to, but he's a he's an interesting cat. But there's just real good character to this game. Every screen has that detail, real cool pixel art, things like that. That I thought really brought out—it's stuff that I would usually look over in a video game, but you know, doing a podcast about things kind of makes you want to look at it a little deeper. But I did like some of the uh, some of the character in the game; I thought it was really cool. I would I love, agree with you.
2: I love that when you select a card, it's like the claw game. Yeah, it's so cool.
0: If you, if you try to exit the claw game. Uh, without picking a car, he, the guy will say something like, uh, "You ha-, you know you can't do this without some wheels" or something he, like denies you. It actually like, changes the text <laughs> at the top. I thought that was kind of cool. But, yeah, and then you get to pick the color of the car too, which I thought was neat. I always go, always pick black. You know, rock and roll gotta have that, that death metal color, black. Yeah. I black. Yeah. Back, <laughs> fade the black. Yeah. Black Sabbath. When well, you're
1: death metal, but your mom still <laughs> buys
0: your jeans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so death metal. That's right. <laughs> But um, it's, well, there's some cool cutscenes in here. Like when you actually advance to a certain session, and go to a different planet, it actually shows you like leaving the planet and getting on a ship and going to the next one, which I thought was really cool. Because, like you mentioned there, I, I got a little bored at first because you do the same tracks over and over again. Like, is this you ever going to end? And all of a sudden beat that session or whatever it's called and you go to the next and, planet and, and, and you
1: can even skip ahead if you get enough points early yeah on, exactly which i think is really cool i think it's cool to have that kind of progression system that advances you up a class basically and the more points you gain per level um by picking up i think you can i don't think you pick up points but you do different things that actually earn you bonuses um yeah you can pick so up like can, a
0: pick money up on the track kind of that was one of the bonuses yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, and and so you can do different things uh, to earn you extra points because there's money and then there's points
0: yeah so pretty pretty cool stuff yeah with with the gameplay the, the the button layout I thought was really cool so you're you're if you're looking at like at a three button second controller your B buttons your um acceleration and then your a button shoots forward so you got like missiles or bullets and then your C button actually drops things behind you and I thought that was real cool because you can just kind of hold on the b button and kind of that, move your thumb around to where it's not real awkward. Because sometimes the three-button controller can, can get in the way if they don't do the control schemes right. I, this I think contro- it's better in this than the SNES
1: version, Exactly, actually, exactly. Because uh, the SNES version is kind of mapped funky, where um, well, L and R actually act as uh, turn left or right if you want. Yeah, yeah. But who's, who's the, going to use uh, that? <laughs> yeah, that's weird. The uh, X button is your jump button for some reason, which is just the weirdest awkward thing for my thumb to do. I don't like hitting that X button. Um, I'd rather it be like Y, but the Y button is the same thing where it kind of acts as your shooter button. Um, I like how in this version, if you just double tap, uh, your gas button, it actually a- acts as a jump button or as a as a nitro boost. Yeah, and this is kind of an evolution of um, RC program again. In that um, in that game, you didn't get. More than one weapon at a time. It was like either or, where it was like, oh well, you can have the the bombs that explode behind you or the oil slicks, or you can, uh, you know, have the guns guns that shoot ahead. Especially in uh, it was RC program two, I think that introduced rockets that you can shoot. And one, um, I think it's it's really interesting. Um, not a lot of people played RC program two, but it's actually a lot closer to this game than uh, RC program one. Um, especially with like the elevated levels and having multiplayer capabilities and the upgrade systems, um, it's pretty interesting. And and if you like rock and roll racing, I, I actually I recommend you check out that game too.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Even though it's on NES, um, yeah, yeah. you didn't hear it from me. <laughs> 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 Wait, how did you how do you guys like this compared to Championship Program? I would say. I mean, that was just a straight port of RC Pro Ram, so this is, to me, this is definitely better. Except you don't want to spell Nintendo. I think you spell Champion, right?
0: Right, you do. (laughs)
1: Nice! Could you imagine if you only had to spell Sega?
0: Oh, that'd be great. great. That'd be awesome. (laughs) There was nothing Uh, like that feeling, though, playing RC Pro Ram, getting Nintendo spelled out. Like, oh, cool, I get the minivan-looking thing. Oh, I know, and your vehicle got upgraded? Yeah! Yeah, that was kind of cool. And I, and I i like the
1: um i like the vehicle upgrades in this game too. They're pretty too. pretty sweet. Yeah. The just the, the d- designs of the vehicles pretty awesome. Um. Yeah. And I like you know when you get like the kind of like the hoverboat type looking things. <laughs> pretty nifty. That's I really
0: cool. i i didn't i didn't quite make it that far. I i, I mean if it you the...
1: play it in a you play it in versus mode you can just go check You're out right those levels which i yeah which is what i recommend doing if you want to just explore what this game has to offer uh, without having to do all of the heavy lifting uh, check out that mode it's a nice mode for two player
0: absolutely but uh, so some of the things i, I kind of forgot to talk about we, we mentioned some of the power-ups on the on the track itself So that there was money There's also health power-ups Because you have a health bar on this game on, on, You on guys gamed yeah.
1: and knocked about so much
0: Yeah, and, and it's funny The Genesis version has a red meter And then the uh, I think the Super Nintendo version Has like dots Kind of funny how they have different health bars But uh, anyways, yeah, you're getting hit a lot You're running over spikes a lot and Every time you uh, do a jump and you land It takes a little bit of your health away So you're going to get blown Especially when you get to the later stages You blow up a lot if you don't time your jumps right, you're jumping off the stage, and it's it's a, it's a crazy mess. But uh, yeah, I try my best to pick up all the health uh, power-ups I can, because I'm very reckless when I play racing games. So I'm, I'm blowing up constantly. I don't know about you all, but I'll probably blow up two, yeah. three times a race. Uh,
1: and how often, I mean, you got to really time those jumps right, because yeah. how do you use your
0: jumps? Do you do, you do them when you're hitting uh, a nice long, like a ramp? Yeah, like the peak of the ramp. Like I'm gonna try to jump right there and see how far I can go. Problem is, see if, if, you, could, you, if you do it wrong, close. you launch off the stage. Exactly. And I do that probably 50% of the time. It's just kind yeah. of funny. Yeah. And my kids well, were really, we... my kids are really enjoying watching me play this game because it was just explosions everywhere. I'm blowing this guy up. He's blowing me up. And stressing out to try to get place so I can make him, make some money. Yeah, they,
1: they just don't really make too many games like this anymore. And it was just kind of a... There was a certain heyday for this type of isometric racing game. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was, I mean, I can really only think of, like, a couple more that really did it like this until they all went kind of 3D-ish, like Mario Kart, and evolved beyond that, like, uh, Wipeout. But... Um, you know, there, there's a few more uh, that are actually worth checking out, like Galaxy 5000, which is really obscure on NES. Micro Machines. Uh, Those are all good. Even, uh, yeah, Micro Machines yeah, micro is always machines really solid. Awesome. Yeah, hey, oh Josh is here. <laughs> I'm here. Uh, what's up, <laughs>
0: Jay Weezy?
1: <laughs> oh, man. I swear, we were talking... He was probably talking the whole time on mute. That's what I always uh, say. I, that...
2: I was muted. i <laughs> no. <On> the... <laughs>
1: oh man that's so we couldn't hear all the bad stuff he was saying about us
2: yeah well it was it was i was mainly all about kelso so it's okay oh yeah that's
0: That's he's he's the worst he is
2: yeah Yeah, man i love uh i love micro machines it's so fun that's that's a great game
0: i don't absolutely did i talk about my pickup of micro machines on the show i can't remember did you get it i don't remember it i found it uh at a local flea market, and the the it was in the box with the cartridge, no no book. But the best part about it, it just reminds me of nostalgia. It it came from the rental store that I went to as a kid, so I had it had the holographic sticker from Network Video Point Pleasant West Virginia on the cartridge, oh, that's awesome. and I'm like, it will stay on there forever. <laughs> that's just total nostalgia for me. Very excited to see that. Nice. Uh, nice code and of course you know the codemasters Masters uh, cartridge was one of the coolest looking cartridges for the genesis i don't know if you all have seen that that almost looks like like a pyramid or like no, yeah like, like, like yeah a i had the, uh,
1: the uh, dizzy one and i had the cosmo Spacehead one yeah yeah oh those, those yeah, yeah. The those were interesting
2: those were cool ones?
1: yeah and and yeah. they even um man they had one that came out in europe um they had a micro machines game that came out that actually had extra cartridge ports built into the cartridge. Wow. Uh, extra, um, whatchamacallit, uh, controller ports, sorry.
2: Yeah, wasn't there, like, a tennis one or something?
1: That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, there was some tennis game that did that, too, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Pretty nuts. Pretty cool, man. So, um, back to the game real quick. I'm actually in the, uh, that selection menu where, uh, I, I guess it's, it's an orc from, uh, Warcraft, um, and he's selling you auto parts.
2: <laughs> it, was, it wasn't it was an orc from Mork? Yes, it was an orc from Mork.
0: <laughs> I just want to see the butcher from Diablo on here. Like, oh, oh that'd be awesome. <laughs> they need to oh, do that. They, they need to make a kart racing game of all this crazy, obscure uh, Blizzard characters. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I'm game, looking at some of these... Sorry. Um. Uh, okay. So I'm looking at some of these names, and they're great. Like, uh, to upgrade your vehicle, and my favorite has to be B.F. Slip Sauce, <laughs> which I guess is just another name for like, uh, some oil slick. Locust nice. Jump Jets.
0: Locust Jets.
1: <laughs> yeah. Grasshoppers. Grasshoppers. Um. Track Masters. Which is, uh, I I guess, uh, for your tires, got to
0: have some fancy names. Upgrade, Road Warriors. Yeah. Yeah, Road Warriors. I was gonna say this has a very like Mad Max feel to it, right? Yeah. There's a Mad Max style to
1: it, and I think, I think to certain extent, most car combat games owe a some sort of debt to that that franchise. Big
2: time. Oh yeah, definitely. So,
1: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, so as far as this game goes what's the furthest you guys have made it I want to
0: say I've made it to like the third planet and then I'm like I'm toast that's exactly where I got that's where I left off I have my password saved on my phone took a picture of the screen yeah that's where I left off
2: I think I got to the second one but uh, yeah I'm not that great at racing games
0: (laughs) to win the club man (sighs) Yeah.
2: yeah
1: yep but mm-hmm. uh it it is a fun game i will definitely say especially if you've got a second player i kind of wish it was four player but i don't know how they could handle it so rc program 2 i will say it did four player the problem was you couldn't really do four player split screen on 8-bit and 16-bit consoles at the time <laughs> just because yeah. of uh memory limitations so they had rubber banding really bad <laughs> in the game so yeah. that like if the second player, or the if someone got too far behind, what happens is they drift off to the back of the screen and then the game actually bounces them forward <laughs> 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 Yeah. so that everybody stays on the screen at the same time. So I'm kind of glad they didn't do that for this game. You, you, you only get two player, but uh, I think the remake actually offers uh, four player capability which is amazing and it also I think the other cool feature about that remake is the fact that you can change the camera angle so you can make it so it's actually um, full on 3D straight ahead
2: oh that's pretty is, sweet
1: so it's pretty neat so you kind of get to see more of the planet you're on which um, is a nice touch because I, I like the little details on the levels, so you know i, I like the, like the spikes on the side of the road yeah uh, and, and then like you get to one planet where everything's like skulls and bones and <laughs> you know they eat humans and it's great <laughs> did we talk about that earlier that yeah so we talk question. about the different Oh, what? Uh, yes, we did. That was a very interesting question that I do not want to answer again. I'm, I'm just kidding. I think I gave a pretty nuanced answer. That was a that good question. answer. Very, very good answer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. So, I'm trying to read. I, I didn't take the best notes on this game. Like, it's funny because I actually just sat down and played this game and just enjoyed it. I usually hit pause and type all these notes out. And, I, and I'm so used to playing bad games because we've covered a lot of crap lately. A lot of garbage. So hey, I know it. Sonic oh. 2. Jeez, <laughs> yeah, I know, man. The worst. Man, I was thinking Last Action Hero and Heavy Nova. And...
2: Those, was... those are the best. Those are the best, yeah. I know Sonic 2 was way better on the uh, Super Nintendo.
0: Yeah, it was. Sonic. <laughs> <Santa Cat.
1: laughs> All right. I just remind that for some reason that reminds me of that device that you can the Retroport. You can plug into your Super Nintendo to play Sega Genesis games. Yeah, I had feels, one of those.
0: It yeah, feels dirty. dirty. It was dirty. Playing Sega Genesis with a Super Nintendo controller. It's like cheating on your significant other. Like, <laughs> it is. You better this lock is, the room first. This, this is ugly, yeah. <laughs> turn all the pictures of my kids over. <laughs> <laughs> turn, that, turn that picture of Sonic over.
2: Don't look at me, Tails. <laughs> exactly.
0: Turn the lights off. Uh, my I, my I kids. Gave, I uh, gave that. I gave mine away. I had one, um, a couple years ago. Did. I, I gave it away to somebody. Yep. Give it away. Give it away.
1: Give it away now.
0: <laughs> oh
1: man! So you reminded me for some reason of my kids. Um, my daughter was just like, "Dad, can we watch Sonic?" Okay, and so we watched some of the um, the classic episodes, of Sonic the Hedgehog, <laughs> uh, the best. Cartoon Version of Sonic Which is the first series It was the Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog mm-hmm. I wasn't a huge fan of Sonic Underground I thought that was kind of cheesy But the first one
2: Pretty interesting Pretty fun stuff Oh yeah Good stuff That's where the Chili dog started right?
0: Yeah Man, they opened up our Dairy Queen. Our Dairy Queen's closed three months out of the year. Opened it up last week. Got me a real good hot dog the other day. With nice. sauce. With sauce. Yep. <laughs> I was going to
1: and think they of... just bought DQ now, don't they? They they drop the Queen. It's just
2: that's that's so funny because at work they always talk about data quality and they're like, yeah, what about DQ? And I'm like, oh, I want some ice cream now. <laughs> I
0: want some ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> this is an oh, odd great. dairy. This is an odd Dairy Queen because it's like locally owned. So they they have some of the chain stuff, but they make all their own food. That's like not even part of the regular Dairy Queen menu. They don't serve hamburgers. They don't serve chicken. It's literally just hot dogs and like barbecue sandwiches they home make every day.
2: Pretty I'm nice. not sure that the, uh, real, the real ones actually serve chicken either. Nobody knows what that stuff is. No, it's,
0: <laughs> it's mystery meat. It tastes yeah. like chicken. But it's not.
1: I like the jalitos though. Jalitos. What's that? Ooh, you guys don't have Halitos? I don't. know. Oh man. I mean man. I haven't been checked but... Okay. Okay. <laughs> Is that
0: contagious?
1: (laughs) I swear it's not. No, uh, at least in in Texas, Dairy Queen in Texas, um, you can get a Jolitos burger. It's basically they bread and fry jalapenos. Ooh, yeah. And they add those to the burger. Or you can get them by themselves. Yes, but really good. Oh,
2: okay. They have something like that at Red Robin. They call them, like, jalapeno coins. And they just, like, deep fry them and throw them on a burger.
1: Yeah,
0: I've also yeah, had him uh at a pizza place. Really good. Now I'm hungry. At really late at night. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. So are we ready for some achievements?
1: The systems get achievements.
0: I've got I think I've got 5. Man. I've only got I've got 4. I thought I had like two. I forgot to type some of these weeks ago. What, what and you I got? Have five.
2: Ooh, nice. I've
0: got five. You got five. So let's just go around the table here. I'll go, I'll do, do mine first here. This one's okay. called, uh, which way did he go, George? And that's getting lost on the crossroad tracks. And George being George Thorogood, so, yeah. Nice. Nice.
1: I'll let Josh go first.
2: Uh, my first one is, uh, that's so clutch, and that's pulling ahead at the last second.
1: <laughs> He's so clutch. I love it. <laughs> Awesome. My first is never beat every race while getting first
0: place. Ooh. (laughs) Nice. Let's see what you did there. I like it. All right, my next one is uh, let the Wookiee win, and that's win as Fleekle.
2: Nice. Nice. (laughs) Um, What a uh, (laughs) Wookiee. Nice. Uh, My next one is uh, kickstart my cart, and that's just starting the game.
0: You and Motley awesome. Crew, man.
2: Yeah, I love yeah.
0: it. You big crew fan, aren't you? Oh yeah. My next one is
2: Gonna.
1: And that's uh destroy all opponents once in the same
0: round with your guns. Nice, nice. nice. Yeah. I, I, this isn't as funny as I thought it was, but I, I was watching a lot of Tommy Boy right, lately when he, he goes, Shut up Richard, I just thought of shut up Larry, that's turning Larry off because nice. <laughs> literally the option says turn Larry off I thought that was funny but...
1: <laughs> and then like he I noticed between the Sega Genesis and the SNES version um, in, in the SNES version you have like he'll, he'll say the no when you turn him <laughs> off and you turn him back on it's like alright or what you know whatever he says in the Genesis version uh, if you flip between them he just says all of his different lines it's pretty crazy huh. kind of a mini sound test
2: uh, so my next one is uh, if you eat a whole pizza while you're playing uh, The Fat and the Furious
1: (laughs) okay my next one is another one one word (laughs) achievement (laughs) give Um, purposely only target the second player during the whole race so that's uh, you know when you're playing versus mode just uh, instead of going after the computer just uh, go after player two and just try to knock them off course, blow them up.
0: My uh, last one's called Fade the Black, and that's after you win the race, your color of your car for some reason turns darker shades of colors.
2: My next one is uh, It Just Sucks, and that's uh, Use the Dirt Devil. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it! <laughs>
0: I remember <laughs> the office when <laughs> that little boy was playing the drums. <laughs> Suck <Yeah>. it! Suck <laughs> it! Uh,
1: <laughs> yes. Alright, my final achievement. Are you guys ready? Do you know what it is? It's Hmm. one more. Just one word. (laughs) Up. And
0: that's jump off the level
1: while doing a 360 spin.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All all your one words, what what do they all say? (laughs) Is there a sentence there? (laughs) Never gonna give you up.
2: Never going to let you down.
1: Turn around.
2: desert (laughs) you. I love it. I have um, one last one to end off uh, our achievements, unless you have another one, Nick.
0: Nope, I'm good.
2: Okay, the last one here is uh, when you get shot from behind, uh, take it up the tailpipe.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Where the sun don't shine. (laughs) Makes me think
2: of the movie uh, Liar Liar. Oh, you've been here before. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. well is this game a gym is this game a genesis gym is it good or is it garbage all right Critical Reception, this one got a pretty good score on the Old Moby Games website. Got an 80 out of 100 critic scores. Pretty cool. Uh, had a notable, notable review from GamePro. The summary said, uh, With its wild fantasy elements, this game is legitimate racing. to legitimate racing games what the Mutant League games are to football and hockey. And with its adjustable difficulty setting and cartoony creations, it should appeal to a right, to a wide range of fun-loving gamers looking for a brash, entertaining time so pretty good feedback there so our listeners let's see what they had to say on this did post the question if you guys would like to get in get in on the feedback please join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group and our first one comes from Mark Super he says Jim while the controls take some getting used to it is a very enjoyable game Eric Purcell says considering that this was my suggestion you know this is a complete gem uh, Kevin Casey Schreiner says Jim Kevin Norton says absolute gem Chris, i sorry, Chris, if I say your last name wrong, I believe it's Ledoux. says Amazing Game. Daniel Walker says Dying Cat Noises. <laughs> yeah, I agree, Daniel. I don't know if he says, I don't know if that means it's a good or it's a gem, but he did point out Dying Cat Noises. Uh, Trevor Trevor Franklin says Let the Carnage Begin. We covered the SNES version on that other podcast, but the Genesis one is the version I grew up with. Definitely a gym. Brian Jellison says A Gem For Sure. Ken Kazumal says, always considered it is a great game. So much work went into it. It has an outstanding an outstanding soundtrack and great game mechanics. 4 out of 5 stars. Adam Missy says, definitely a gem. Andrew Coed says, I was not familiar with this game, but it looks like a Genesis version of RC Program. That was a great game on the <coughs> NES, and since the Genesis does everything better, I'm guessing it will be a gem. Uh, Chris Vanderhoff says, I've never played it, so I'll pull a Michael Kelso and say good. Michael Kelso says, Jim on the SNES. No, really. Ah. <laughs> no, really. It's a Jim for the uh, for the version of Paranoid, or for the cat version of Paranoid, if for whatever other reason. Oh, and it's basically RC program, an NES classic. Blake Worrell says, I have to say just good because, Shudder, the SNES version, it's, it's b- b- better kill me. <laughs> so that's what it was. Um, so the listeners say it's a gem pretty much uh, critic score was 80 out of 100 which is leaning towards the gem side uh, I myself am going to have to go with the gem as well um, I'm glad I got to play this game I wish I had more time to play it it's definitely going to stay in my rotation of games to play I got my password saved on my phone but I'll be plugging it in later and it's going to be something it, it's a good game for me because it's one of those games I can just pop back and just kind of lose myself in not really worrying about what's going on. I can listen to a podcast and play it. Uh, you know, just kind of waste time with it. And it's kind of a good pick-up and play game where you can just race a couple races, save the game with a password, uh, vice versa. And a Two-player thing, is something I want to do more. My, my kids seem to like this game, so that's cool. And uh, you know, I never got sick of RC program. I don't think I'll ever get sick of this game. Um, but like we mentioned, the only really downfalls of this really um, are the the sound. Uh, if you want to hear some real good sound, I hate saying this on the Genesis podcast, but go check out the SNES version. Really good soundtrack there. But uh, I'm gonna go with the gym. It's definitely gonna stay in my collection. It's definitely gonna stay and the rotation of the games I play, I uh, definitely look forward to playing this and trying to get past that third world as, as much as I can. So definitely a gem for me.
1: And I'll go ahead and uh, I'll let Jay Wheezy... Jay Wheezy? I'll let him go
2: first. <laughs> well, uh, I definitely have to agree. Um, I've, like I said before, I'm not really a huge racing game fan, but I really like ones where you can upgrade your gear, and I think that's kind of one of the things that make, makes the game more interesting for me. Because even though you have to play the same track uh, multiple times, you know, you kind of get to know the track and you get a little bit better, which is actually nice for someone like me who's not that great at these games. And then you get to upgrade your gear. So instead of uh, just getting really frustrated like I, or bored like I do usually with racing games, um, this this kind of uh, makes it more interesting because you've got those upgrades and stuff. And uh, it's it's really interesting, too, with the difficulty. Uh, I find if you play it on easy, the controls are really tight, uh, which is fun, and then when you go, uh, I didn't try hard because I'm just not that good, but, uh, when you move to veteran, uh, things get a lot more difficult, but you can kind of see how they altered, uh, the responsiveness of the car and stuff, it's pretty cool, so, all in all, um, uh, I really like the graphics. I really like the controls and the gameplay, uh, and it was able—it's a racing game that was able to hold my attention. So I would say a gem all the way. And I was surprised at the price actually. I figured it would be a lot more than what it was. So um, I think for what you say, 22 bucks, I think it's totally worth it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I spent 30 some for the for the case as well. So yeah, yeah, it, it, it was worth it.
2: I was expecting it to be like a $50 game, so 20 bucks is totally worth it.
0: Yep. And you can also
1: pick the game up on uh, Game Boy Advance. Yeah, that's there. right. That's right.
2: Really? Yeah, huh.
1: Blizzard put out a version on Game Boy Advance, and they also put out a. I think there's a PC port <laughs> that's wrapped inside uh, an emulator. I think ZSNES, if I'm reading correctly. Huh. Um, <laughs> very interesting. Anyway, uh, my opinion is go grab the game if you can especially with a second player it's still a blast uh some of the gameplay may feel a little dated but um for the time it it was great fun um i actually prefer playing this game a little bit over road rash um you know sim- similar type of gameplay loop where you know you upgrade your car you get a better you know you get you get, you get a vehicle and then you do more races um, yeah similar in that aspect pretty much but um, I think I just like the setting more um, and the idea of going to different planets in this game. Just a little more of that. And I've always just been a fan of um, like RC program and just these types of games anyway. Um, it's, it's a gem for me, uh, though. I do have to say um, I prefer the, the Tim Fallon music on SNES. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, so the, the person who arranged the music on here... Uh, His name was Tony Williams for Sound Images. So it it seems like there were two different... um, I don't know if there were just two different teams working on each port. It's just kind of interesting to me because um, from what I recall, this game wasn't... I'm just so surprised this game wasn't released on DOS. It's just kind of odd to me. Um, But what it seems like to me is that um, it must have been and SNES games first, maybe, and then ported to Sega Genesis because it's a port of RPM Racing, but I can't confirm that. Um, but all I do know is it's a gem. We didn't get to talk about Rock and Roll Racing 2 or uh, was it called? Red Asphalt. Total generic name for game. Hey, watch a your mouth here. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Just talking about Sha.
0: <laughs> do <Dang laughs> Uh, (laughs) who's the man
1: Uh, okay but yeah total gem for me Um, go check out Red Asphalt if you can on the PlayStation it still has a pretty rockin' soundtrack Um, and it brings rock and roll racing to full 3D it doesn't have quite the same character and cartoony appeal that this game does but I still think it's worth checking out
0: awesome so yeah so we were, we're gonna lay the gavel down this is gonna be a Jayweezy gym
2: yeah yeah <laughs> all, right. all yes. right
0: so guys i sent you a link to our ranking page um the last yeah time- i didn't read it i oh. ignored it well thanks for that yeah don't 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 click that one link i sent in skype apparently uh skype decided to send some links on my behalf and they weren't the uh most appropriate links so sorry oh boy all you skype uh, friends it's out we're- there they weren't family friendly nick. exactly hey,
2: whatever whatever you're into nick man it's your you know, thing
0: that, that's between Roll 34 me. yeah that's look m- it up more of the uh turning the picture frames over of my kids before i do things with that.
2: yeah that's between you and google chrome that's right that's right and,
0: pri- <laughs> and private mode <laughs> <laughs> anyways so aaron you kind of nailed it on the head um you said you kind of like this a little bit better than Road Rash. That's kind of funny because I was looking at putting this a little, just right ahead of Road Rash on our rankings list. So number 18 is NBA Live 95. Number 19 is Road Rash. I was thinking putting it as the new number 19, right under NBA Live 95.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm um I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm, I, I put that I'm, I put it yeah I put it above or below NBA Live 95 to be honest. But I can live with it being—it's it, up to Josh.
2: Mm, I've never played NBA Live '95, um, so. Do you and you know
0: NBA Live '95, sir. Do you think but, it's better than Do you think it's better than contra hardcore? So that—that's. That, that,
2: uh, no.
0: Okay, no, cool. I don't.
2: Okay, cool. And since the music isn't as good as the uh, SNES version, and not
1: as good as NBA Live '95, that's right. right? Yeah.
2: Uh, okay. <laughs> brown
0: chicka brown cow whoa alright so rock and roll racing is official it's our new number 19 game I'm trying to throw these numbers out there because Phil Anderson made a good point we did some ranking Uh, we ranked some of our episodes and didn't actually say what the rank it got so this will be the new number 19 underneath of NBA Live 95 and right above Road Rash so there you go alright We've only got 650 games to go. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, our next game, pretty excited about this. Um, Mike Kelso actually sold me this this card a while back, and I've been talking to Landon about it. We've been wanting to cover this game for a while. Um, being that Mike Haggar is one of my favorite video game characters of all time, and we don't get to play Final Fight on a Sega Genesis episode. We may one day on Sega CD. but We're going to be covering Saturday Night Slam Masters, which is a wrestling game, kind of hybrid wrestling fighting game, by Capcom, which features Mike Hagar in his wrestling world, so really excited about that, can't wait to cover that, so big fan of that game, um, don't know what you guys think about that yet, but that's why we're going to have Keep a podcast. doing
1: games that uh, fetch a high price,
0: <laughs> that's, that's <Yeah>. <laughs> Well Kelso sold it to me for a nice uh, uh, nice little dollar, I don't have it complete in box of course, so, but I do have the cart, very, very nice cart, so. Pretty excited about that game, so we'll be covering that next. And please join us for our next Patreon episode. Go to patreon.com slash because we will be covering the Star Wars arcade game for 32x. For $1 a month, you can get that episode. So we appreciate everyone who's done that so far and want to encourage everyone else who hasn't done that to, to get that in. So the real cool thing about Patreon so far, we're, we're getting about $72, $74 a month. And that actually covers most of the costs of our hosting for Podomatic and for our website. Now, some of that money goes back into some of the gifts we're going to be doing for the monthly giveaways, things like that. So it's almost covering it all, but it's much better than where we were. None of this is getting paid out of our pocket. All of it's not getting paid out of our pocket now, so this will help uh, keep us going and uh, keep the. We actually were able to upgrade to the unlimited space on Podomatic. So big thanks to everyone for that. We have no more worries about space. So awesome. Really appreciate that, listeners. And uh, so that's it for this episode. We're going to do. Saturday Night Slam Masters next time. Saturday Night Slam Masters the next time. And uh, just kind of go Saturday
1: over... Night Slam Masters.
0: <laughs> it's late. <laughs> it, it, it's really, it's now, it's now what, Wednesday morning? Is it Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday. Because it's oh, wow. 12 to 5 a.m. Well, it's 11 for you there, Aaron, so nice. You're in another time zone. Right. No, <laughs>
2: dude, That's I was right. going to make a joke about that. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> So good stuff.
0: But if you guys would like to connect with us, check us out on Snail. the web. <laughs> Snailed it at www.genesisgemspodcast.com. Check us out on Facebook at facebookcom Podcast. Join our Facebook group at facebookcom group Gyms. Send us an email at, at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Jen Gems. Check us out on iTunes. Leave a review. We are on Stitch- we are on Stitcher and we are part of the Retro Junkies Network at theretrojunkies.com. So guys, with that, if you guys don't have anything else to add. I think we can cut this show after two hours and twenty four minutes. Stick of fucking nice. the kid, you're done. Yeah, well, that's how long we've been recording. If you guys are listening to the show, it's probably not <laughs> that long. I'll probably cut out a good hour. So.
1: I know, just an hour of, of uh,
0: bad dad jokes. <laughs> bad dad jokes and sweet sweet rhymes and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that, we will catch you all later.
2: Lady dudes. Catch you outside. Yeah, <laughs> how about I- that? Ha 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 ha!
0: We would like to give a big thank you to the following patrons. Jared Adams, Daniel Tolan, Andrew Coed, Stephen Govditch, Jim J200286, Matt Daly, Trevor Franklin, Andy Layton, NZ17, John Grayson, Joshua Witt, Musty Hobbit, Tap Dog Santa Jack of Ziggy Moons, Akima, Kana, and Michael. Thank you for being a gym.